What is this? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday. So it's time for the Win, Lose, or Tie podcast with your host, the styling, profiling, limousine riding, swatch wearing, kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Woo! son of a gun. And he's having a hard time holding down those alligators. Ty King. Yo, yo, yo. You like that new intro? That's real right there. Welcome to the Win, Lose, or Tie podcast. You found us today, and if you're listening on Friday, just want to send a big shout out to all my people in West Texas out in the Lubbock area, because it is August 6th. That date is 8 6 That's National Lubbock Day, but it's just in Lubbock, so it's really just Lubbock Day in Lubbock. But yeah, so go out and celebrate like a good Lubbockite would. I don't know. Go out to the strip. That's not there anymore. Um, <laughs> whatever. But hey. It is uh, 806 day, and tonight we're having the big shindig out at Burger Theory. I hope you can show up. If not, no big deal. But today's a very awesome and special episode, because speaking of 806, I got an 806 legend in the house. He's my friend, one of my greatest friends, and I'm happy to have him. But before we get to that, let me tell you where you can find me on Instagram, win, lose, or tie, T-Y-E. Um, let me tell you, you can um, also email the show, win, lose, or tie podcast at gmail.com. Also, Facebook, you can just follow me at Ty King. Um, Twitter, I'm going to start getting more, more active on Twitter. Uh, Ty King 10, I think, 10. Um, anyway, we also are a proud member of Let Me Know Productions, my LMK boys. That is Mark Youngblood and the Pick 4 podcast, which when you hear this today, after you hear listen to this, if you haven't gone back and listened to this week's episode on Pick 4, it's me, Mark, and David Collier. Wow, that's bad grammar. It's David Collier, Mark, and my and me and I on the podcast talking about our favorite Matt Damon movies, our our top four. Um, that's a really, really, really good episode, and we had a lot of fun doing that. And I just went and saw Stillwater with my mom this weekend or this last week. And speaking of Matt Damon, also a good show. So, and having said that, with Landry Griffith podcast, part of Let Me Know, and there you go. Also, Mark has an outsourced project called Hate Pod, which you can check that out too. All right, today's the day, and I've been waiting to get this guy on, and uh, finally, when fo- I was waiting for football to kind of come around, because this guy's synonymous, synonymous with football, and uh, but he's just a great guy, and I love him. He's one of my dear friends, will always be one of my dear friends, and uh, it's all Big 12 receiver, it's friendship all statewide receiver, it's all-American dad, all-American friend. Mr. Donnie Hart. Donnie, welcome to the show. What's up, man? It's good to be here. Uh, I didn't know I was sitting down with a nature boy, though. How, how about that? We, we, <laughs> you like that, We huh? have a little Ric Flair in the yeah, house. So it sounds good. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I did, too. I, um, I asked uh, Mark Young, I said, hey, will you just make me like a little intro? And then he sent me that, and then I found the music and put it, and it matched perfectly. I, already, I didn't really have to do anything to it. And uh, I listened to it last night about 300 times. So, yeah, yeah, because I was like, Damn, this I is think awesome. you should send it to Flair. I yeah. think you would get a reply. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think he's wide open these days. I think he's. Yeah, I think he's. I think that would go real well with what he runs on his Twitter account. Yeah. Well, man, how's things going with you? You ready for football season to start up, right? Yeah, it's crazy. You know, this time of year, it's uh, yeah, high school stuff has started, and then of course schools around the corner, and having all those kids that we have, it's you know trying to get those guys back in business. But really, man, just. Um, 
just can't wait to kick your butt in fantasy football. That's <laughs> yeah, really what well. the what what's the top priority at this point. Well, that is the top priority. I understand because that's it's almost impossible. But <laughs> oh, 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 here we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I left that one wide open, yeah, didn't I? Exactly. Well, that's it's going to happen that way. So, um, man, I, I, there's so many things I would I wrote down that I want to talk to you about, and it was hard for me to fit everything in. So if you're listening today, folks out there, if you're in your car or whatever, pack a lunch. Yeah, it might be here for a while. <laughs> and, and, and also, you know, when Donnie and I are in the same room together, recording or not recording, there's not a lot of room left for air between you and I. So, no. And um, we finish each other's sentences a lot, which is, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. thing but, like that. Yeah. Look at that. See? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's not. It, it, and then we do. We finish each other's sentences. We always have sort of the same thought process. Um, and that's probably a bad thing, but man, all right, let's start from the beginning, I guess. Let's go back to whenever, like we first met and that was in Wolferth. You grew up in your wolf town, fifth, sixth grade. I think it was like sixth grade, kind of like that area. I'm one year older than you, but right. you know, back then it, it was all blended together, you know? And, right. Um, but really, I think it was like on the basketball court, a little dribbler or something like that, right? Yeah, something yeah. Like you know, you were kind of the upperclassman guy with uh, uh, that Kinder Collie and all those guys that we were all wanting to be like. And, um, you know, we were all hanging around right in that mm-hmm. little midtown Wolferth area yeah. and playing pickup games out in front of actually Jeremy Fields' house. No kidding. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, that was where the hot corner was and yep. all the game, all the game, all the ballers were. So if you yep. wanted to get your game in, you had to go over there and, and wreck shop. And you were one of the guys that when you showed up, you know, you could challenge yourself and get in a good game. So yeah, yeah we, we started out, I think kind of more as like uh friendly rivals right. and yeah. and then the friendship kind of blossomed from there so yeah, absolutely yeah, it was great. I, I can remember um and you're right it did it did start out like that i was like man this kid is well, who is this younger kid like what, what what's going on here because you were good and i was like okay i did you know I had, to, I had to step up my game a little bit and i'll know i know you remember this because we've talked about it before but in little dribblers i think i was in eighth grade you were in seventh grade and so we're playing yeah. against each other and you know what i'm about to talk about right right okay so I think it was Kendrick, right? Kendrick. Also, he emailed a question in for you, by the way. Awesome. So, yeah. Um, Kendrick scored, I don't remember how many, one night in, in Little Dribblers. He was on the black team. I know that. And he scored. Uh, little Dribblers is like our little, what, what do you call it? It's like a little league. It's just a league that we played yeah, in just, out of friendship. Right? Yeah, the Wolford Little Dribblers. And, yeah, yeah. And we were, and it was had seventh and eighth graders in it. And Kendrick had like, what, 30-something, I think? Yeah, was like mid-30s, I think. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, the next day at school, you know, he's talking shit, and we're all just like, oh, okay. And then I think it was me. Yeah, the next game, set of games, which was a couple of days later, I went out and had a good game. Better than that. Right. I don't remember how many, but. Oh, sure you do. It was, sure you do. <laughs> I think it was 40. I don't know. <laughs> I think it was not a bit. I don't know if it was 40, but it was oh, it was more than 30, whatever Kendrick had, whatever his 30s was, was you, was my score. So and I was like, yep. That's that's it. Dude. That's a scoring record. One. I got yep, the one for is. the season. Yep. Hey, we didn't know the history, but we were quite certain it was the all-time record at that point. We're pretty, right. yeah, yeah. We're pretty I, sure. And right. it probably is, it still is. Right. Like, <laughs> until until like three days later. And then you went out, a little seventh grade punk ass, and went out and like, put down like 50 or something. And I went, what the? I mean, really? Yeah. And then. It was oh. hot that night. Yeah. Fe- feeling it. 
Yeah. Well, you wouldn't believe it watching me shoot a basketball now. Whatever, but. dude. So, <laughs> so, but, dude, I remember walking home that night after a while. I watched it because, I mean, I live two blocks. So I would walk up to the gym every night to watch the games if I wasn't playing or stayed late after my game or whatever. And I just sit there and watched you. Were you wearing white? Were you the white? Yeah. We yeah. Were, uh, well, no, we were always gold. We were oh, always the uh, yellow That's team. Right. That's right. Uh, with the blue numerals. So. You remember what, what color my team was? Raspberry. <laughs> raspberry. raspberry. Yeah. So we're raspberry. Dude, I, I pimped the pink like a mug, though. <laughs> You know, that's my first time I ever wore Jordans. I had Jordans. And, uh, hey, that fits right in your color scheme with the Vikings, that raspberry yeah, and purple exactly. and all that I stuff. Know, that's you know it. it was meant to be. Yeah, I know it's meant to be. But <laughs> anyway, so yeah, D Hart got to uh, uh, boast and, and walk around school for the rest of the year. And this kind of head held yeah, high. It still stands. I'm sure. I'm, sure I'm quite sure, sure of it. Yeah, Nobody ever scored that. I'm sure that. Many. that I don't think Zach Buchanan ever beat it. or if, like, None of them basketball guys. No, no, none of those guys are. They <laughs> no. could never beat that, right? No, no um, way. Anyway, so that was a that was a good time, but I can remember like in the summers too when we got into high school, we got our driver's licenses. Your dad, your, your stepdad, Bobby Lee, who I yep. love dearly, got so mad at me, and I'll let you take the story. Just let you tell it right here because you tell it way better than me. But I remember he got so pissed at me, yeah, and I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, so. Y- you know, it was back in the day when uh, a lot of people see have seen uh, the different things on YouTube where the guys get dressed up in the old jerseys and they play the dunk ball with the mini basketball. Well, you know, we were kind of on the ground floor of that yeah. cutting edge. It was the first time you could have the adjustable backboards, and it was certainly the first time you had breakaway rims on a home gen- on a home basket, on right? Boy, we we yeah. felt like we were Michael Jordan, right? So. Yeah. I'd conned my parents into getting the new new basket, and they put it up, and, uh, you know, lo and behold, I went up for a dunk, a little reverse dunk, broke yeah. the rim off. And it was just you and I. Just me and you, yeah. and it broke right there at the bolts, just yes. snapped it right off. Didn't break the backboard, didn't do anything like that, just the, the, the bolts broke, and so the rim came off in my hand. <laughs> I might have, you know, I, I don't know. I might have passed a buck on it <laughs> later when the when the folks came home. I might have said, you know, I, I, I can't believe it, man. You should have seen this. I told Ty not to hang on the rim. <laughs> And uh, I don't know, man. We went a good year or so later, yeah. and uh, I mean, we—I well, think we were in Clovis, New Mexico, actually oh, yeah. going into we it like tractor pull, pull. <laughs> right? Right. And uh, I think Bob finally just had all the frustrations with you and I could, and he just let it all out. I mean, you, you, yeah. you Ty. I mean, ever since you broke my goal, you've yeah. been on my, ca- you know, on my list. And he was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wait a minute! I didn't break the goal. Yeah. He thought he did." I was like, "I." I, I, kind of part of me was like, I wish I would have broke the goal. Like, you know, that was kind yeah, of. The, it did look cool. Yeah, it, was, it? it did look awesome. I, I witnessed it. I was the only one there, and I saw it. But it's funny. It was kind of a precursor to our college days. Yes, it is. Yeah, so, Dude, yeah. Like, I mean, and I'm going to talk about that here in a little bit. But you know, that's funny because if you listen to the very first episode I'm on with Mark Youngblood on the Pick Four podcast, the Sports Memories. Yep. That that's one of my. Mem- I guess we can talk about it now, but. Um, you and I are just sitting in my living room, and we're in college. We're yeah, right. It was yeah. Like I mean, and Texas Tech's in the second round of the tournament, and Darvin Ham breaks the backboard. It's you, me, and my dad watching a game in my living room, right? And we got up and ran around like school children, <laughs> yes, like school, we did. Little schoolgirls screaming, "Oh, Darvin broke the backboard! Oh my god! Oh my god!" And my dad, of course, in true Jerry King fashion, "Well, oh my god!" 
who's going to pay for that? <laughs> who's going to pay for the goal? Yeah, we got to sit here 30 minutes while they clean it up. I yeah. mean, we're it ruins the game. The dunk is not a shot. It is. It's not a shot. <laughs> he used to say that so much. It's it's not. It takes no ability really to dunk it. And now look, you know what? I mean, who's going to pay for that goal? Of course, this is a sporting good salesman. And, but I'll tell you what. Whenever his grandsons started dunking it, yeah, the dunk was it became all, a shot. It was de- definitely a shot, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and had a lot of skill tied yeah, to it. It was like, yeah. So I will say that yeah. he came around. It just took a it just took a solid blood relative. To, yeah, so, he, he needed a bloodline to yeah, dunk it because yeah. it wasn't Jay. And I. Jay and I didn't <laughs> Come on, I figured Jay lived above the rim. <laughs> God no, but uh, <laughs> but it was so funny, man. I, that was just a you know um, a defining sports moment that we shared together. Yeah, and it's just it was so funny, man. <laughs> but uh, what a great day that was. And so here's another thing that I love about our history. And, and folks, don't worry, Donnie is going to play tight down later, and uh, that'll be fun. And we're all yes, we're going to talk about tech football. We're all going to get there, but let me build it up, right? Let me let me get there. Just go chronologically. It can't jump right in. Yeah, exactly. So I got to keep you tuning in, right? Um, okay, so we get our driver's licenses. Well, close to the same time, and. I drove this 1980 Toyota pickup white that my brother had, my dad had, that my brother had, that my sister had, then I had. And it was a really, when I got it, it was a piece of shit. There's no doubt about it. I put in a Pioneer pullout stereo in it, in the glove box, by the way. Right. It was in the glove box. I had a regular crappy stereo with the stereo in. Which and was it, genius, it honestly. Was <laughs> you, you, I got one stolen out of my white pickup, <laughs> so you were genius to have the, the dummy stereo <laughs> sitting right there for everybody no, to look at. It was, wasn't there because it didn't fit. It could not fit the stereo in there. <laughs> so the guy, the installer, like was like, hey, I can run it through the glove box, but you're just not going to have your room in your glove box. And I went... Oh, you can do that right now. That would be fin. And that's how small the truck was. I could just reach over. Even my small hand <laughs> could reach right over to the glove box, change the tape in and out easy. So, uh, but anyway, so I had this white pickup, had these black, black and gray stripes on it. And it was like a mini truck, a Toyota SR5. Like a, it ain't a big truck, like not, not Texas style truck. No. Right? And so then Donnie gets his license and he drives a white Isuzu like mini truck, white with like black gray stripes on it. Did that stripes yeah, on it? Yeah. Yep, it did. Very similar. This was a newer model and a different model, a Zuzu model, but it was just hilarious. Both yep. standards. Four Stand- bangers. <laughs> I mean, just beast. I mean, we could go zero to 60 in about three days. Yeah, and I mean, but we would drive the shit out of those, car- those trucks, man. And it was just, it was just, I just remember thinking like, when I look back on it now, I was like, dude, we, we thought we were so badass. And I look at those two trucks, and I just go, damn, we didn't give a damn. Dude, we, did. we thought we were badass in those trucks. Yeah, we didn't. And you know what's funny is, I mean, that was kind of around the time we were all, you know, getting into the gangster rap scene, you know. Hell so yeah. we would fire up our fire up our, our Tupac and roll mm-hmm. down the windows mm-hmm. and different things like that. And yep. I even had to install an alarm system on mine because the the radio was worth more than the truck so people started breaking in taking the taking the stereo out of it um so but man we you know it's funny like when you have that and you're going through that time you probably don't realize it and like now i miss that truck i wish i still had that truck like it was fun to drive and uh my kids don't get it you know they just got their first cars and um you know, they're, they, I tell them about that, and they're like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, no, listen, I'm telling you, <laughs> you're going to look back one day on your first car and be like, man, yep. I kind of wish I still had that, right? You know, that's what, that's a, you're exactly right. And 
when Andy and I taught school out at Friendship, we would make our seniors, our video, in our you know media class, their whole last six weeks of school, we would make make them make a senior video, and whenever we would mention, hey, here's what you need to do: video your room, video your car, like inside right. your car. I have all that because Penny and I could look back and go, just like what you said. It's like, dude, you just don't you don't realize how cool that stuff was to you yeah and like video like the gas prices and video the the places you went and the places i mean because you know i would love to like video like mr gaddy's pizza like where we used to hang out after football games yeah or, 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 you know and it's the it's, it's, shit's not even there anymore right know? and like you know you you brought up rooms uh, yeah. i mean you know i put a lot of work into decorating my room you, you know and i would love to have a room like that now every sports illustrated cover yeah, all time hanging up, right? Yeah. yeah, there was no room on the wall. We use it. I used it basically as wallpaper back yeah. in the day, and I would tear the t- cover off yeah. of it and snap it. And what's so funny is now, like you know, thirty for thirty and mm-hmm. stuff like that comes out, and they're doing these stories, and they'll put put the uh, cover of a Sports Illustrated from that era that they're. I'm mean, like, dude, that was on my wall. Yeah, you even and, know, probably know where it was. Yeah, on your wall. <laughs> and they're like, and they're like, they, you know, my kids are like, what? I'm like, I swear, yeah. I had that cover on my wall, and so it's funny. It's dude, your room was a thirty. For 30. I mean, it was a 30 for 30 before 30 for 30s, man. Yeah, man. I think, though, I was a little bit like, I I say this to my wife all the time. Like, there was no fair balance in my life. Like, it was like one track minded. I mean, it was all sports, all the time, all about that. Um, You know, I don't give a flip about politics, books, anything else. It was sports, 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 sports. And it's probably the reason why, you know, I I really can't do anything now that I'm grown up. I I have no skills. That's what I said. I keep telling that to everybody that tries to hire me. I'm like, well, so what are you? What's your strengths? I'm like, mm, well, I can talk pretty good. I just, I don't know. I don't know. What are my strengths? Yeah. I have to call mom. I'm like, mom, what are my strengths? <laughs> so, but yeah. yeah, you're right, man. We we had a one track mind. I mean, it was, dude. We would go play uh, wherever we could go play, pick up game or. Yeah. If it wasn't that, it was we we're going to play golf or we we're going to play putt putt or we we're going to go whatever it was. I mean, sometimes we would like, you know, be ornery and get into trouble, but it was usually where we could go in the summer times where we could go pick yeah. up a game. Bowie Park, and, and, I mean. <laughs> I'm ask about Bowie Park. Uh, volleyball at Bowie Park, but, yeah. but whenever, um, but then when we get home, it was video game sports, right? You know? And then so it, it was straight from sports to sports, and it was just. For us, and yeah, no Call we, of Duty, like no, I, no. I never saved the princess on Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was straight, it was straight up right back into like RBI baseball, yeah. and and yeah. you know, even even before Madden was really the Madden, Madden franchise. Right. I mean, it just, I, I, know. I know, it's but, really, but it's, we would play the Tecmo, we would put the shit out of the Tecmo in your yep. room. I can remember just sitting in your room. Also, we could play at my house too. We would play Sega at my house, but really, your house was the spot. We could play there. And I remember Tecmo basketball. Yeah. Like, because I would whoop ass with Drazen and with Sarunas Marcellonis. Yeah, I was about to say, Sarunas was like on a different level because, man. He was the, he was Steph before Steph with a gold. I table. mean, no <laughs> doubt, dude. And I think you even had to like sub him in. Yeah, like, oh, wait a minute, hold on, Tom. I changed my lineup here. <laughs> And you had to put him in, and it was like, okay, who's this Marcellonis yeah. Joker? I mean, come on. This guy scores four points all season, but his shooting was like 99 on that sure game. It was a glitch in the game. Oh, it was, so, but it was funny. It was man. like Bo on Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, it was, like, you it just was. couldn't. There was and, nothing uh, to do. You know, then that, you know, it's funny how the video games, like they even carried on into our college life and even after you and Dallas and Nick. 
Yeah. We, we played Madden until we were 35. Yeah, you it, don't really have to put that out there. I, don't, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that says more about <laughs> us or... <laughs> so, no. But, but it was a fun time. I mean, dude... Well, you know what's funny about it is like we're even today now, okay, we're in our mid-40s and I think, you know, Dallas is trying to round up a golf game this summer mm-hmm. and, and I and I told him, I, I, okay, I'm in on the foursome just as soon as we draft them up on Madden again. Yeah. And, you know, it, it so just, we, it's still not like there's still that door's cracked. Like if you guys ever say, yeah, we're, I mean, like, yeah, like I dude, it'll happen tonight if they'll come over. We'll draft them up. Let's, <laughs> That's you know. and here's what folks don't know. When Donnie says draft them up, that is like secret lingo between me and him. God, that's bad grammar. Between Donnie and I and Dallas and Nick. When we say draft them up, we're going to put in the game. We're going to sit there on somebody's couch. And for a while there, it was cool to do it at my apartment because I was, I was yeah. single, lived alone. We right. didn't have to... There was no kids. We didn't have to be quiet or whatever. But, but a lot of times we would do it at your house, or right. do, do it at Dallas's house, or do it at Nick's house. We've done it at Nick's house. And yep. but when draft them up means that's about a five hour process yeah. before you ever even play a game. Right. And but damn it, we loved it, dude. Oh, no, it was I great. Mean, gosh. And we broke controllers, and uh, you know, yeah, we made I, some Walmart runs in the middle we, of the night. Had, no doubt, we, we, several several people. I, you know, I never broke a controller, but I almost broke a fence post. <laughs> well, now hold on. <laughs> It was it was the least aggressive fist pump fist fence punch I've ever seen. I mean, it was a big wind up for it. It was a big. I mean, he crow hopped and and drew back all the way like he was about to lay out Tyson, and then it made the little like thunk like you, you bailed on it right at the last second. You pulled back. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I I think I was probably by far guilty of the most controller breaks and and yeah. throws because well, I just couldn't. Uh, Keep that temper under control. (laughs) Well, to go back when I punched that fence, I I want to let you know, we were playing baseball, I think. Oh, yeah. We might have been. And, uh, yeah, go figure. We played out all of them. I mean, it was whatever. Yeah, I think so. we were playing baseball, and I I couldn't get a hit. I couldn't couldn't get a hit against you, I think it wasn't. Well, whatever. And I've never felt more... Like a small man in my life when I did that. And I thought I was showing restraint. Right. And I did show restraint, but I should have just let it fly and go right through the fence. That's what I should have done because it would have been better to have to pay for that one picket than have to relive the, the, the crap that I have to do right now because I did. And I can just see myself doing it going, oh, God, that's terrible. This is going to be terrible. Yeah. Well, what made it worse is that Dallas was in the background watching the games and commenting on everything. Yeah. And so, like, he drew back, yeah. and he's like, hey, and the buildup was yeah. there. And then you got the huge Dallas Grimes laugh in the background yeah. after the, the, the contact was oh. made because it really it sounded terrible. like a bunt down yeah. the first baseline. Yeah. And we'll bring up Michael Vick in the car <laughs> thing. But uh, that's another really funny story. Actually, let's talk about it real quick. Just real quick. Yeah. We, we draft all these players. We're playing Madden. And – this is back when Vic was the the most electric on Madden and and in real life. Yeah, he was on the cover of it. He was on my. Fantasy you had him team. in fantasy. I had yeah, everything. It was so I had him. And, miserable time. And, and it was the first, not that night for you guys. <laughs> we're at Dallas's house. We're playing Madden, and Nick tackles Michael Vic in a game. Like his player tackles Vic, and he gets hurt. Yeah. But after the game, you could always see how long they were out. Yeah. And usually it was like, you know. Two to four weeks, or maybe six weeks, or could be season, whatever. Yeah, and I'd, we had never seen this before, ever, and it just put up there red cross, a little red cross, like an injury symbol, symbol, and it said car, and all of us just looked at it like, what? Out for his career, 
Career. Right? Career ending. Career. Yes. I can never use him on that game ever again. Severe concussion. Yeah. Career. Yeah, career. Oh, like he was like almost dead. He was the first CTE patient <laughs> ever. Like <laughs> to me, he was dead. It was like he got he got killed. I could never do anything with him. Like, yeah. I couldn't like, hey man, you know, we're gonna have to do some work in the community. That's not the way Madden works, you know? And and just as the time whenever we saw Darvin Ham break the backboard and we ran around the house like little children. Yeah. We were sixteen by the no, we were nineteen at that age. Right. This is twenty nine, twenty eight year old men. Yeah. We did it. We did yeah, it. Y'all were screaming. <laughs> we did it. We did it. And y'all, y'all hated me playing with Vic. And then he went down for the. And y'all ran around, ran outside, everything. Yes. And you were not happy. No. You were I, less than enthused. I, it might have been the end of the night that night. I'm I have, sure a, it I have was, a feeling. I, was, man, I, I don't lose my cool very much, like, but I was pissed. I was so pissed. And it just made it worse. Me being pissed made it worse. And you guys running around and screaming made it worse. And. I mean, I don't know if I was a little bitch that night, but I may have just pulled them out of the wall. I may have put unplugged it. I don't know. But um, <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I will say this: <laughs> it's really more like the grief that you get from your boys, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, let's be honest. Our reaction oh, yeah. totally well, compounded the situation. One hundred percent, and it and, always works like that. And had we have been, you know, better friends and been a little more <laughs> supportive, hey man. Sorry, your Sorry. Madden team just took a turn for the worse. Yeah. Your franchise will recover. You will. You'll do it, man. Um, you'll be good. You know, oh. it could have been different, but that's not but how we handled it at all. I wouldn't have it any other way, though. That's yeah. the way, you know, because well. if, if it would have happened to you, <laughs> I, I would have done the same thing that you did. So, um, all right. Well, much, I, didn't, I didn't plan on talking about video games as much. So, um, but I want to get to, okay, so high school, man. Yeah. Uh, we'll start to see that, I mean, as we become really close friends, and I want to get into the prom picture at some point, but uh, but let's talk about football. Yeah. Okay. So your sophomore year at Friendship, I mean, damn, dude, Friendship was not very good. They weren't good the year before that. Two and eight. Yeah. Two and eight. And, right. And your sophomore year, we were two and eight. Right. I mean, but like you were playing quarterback, and you were a sophomore, just out there like running around, right? You and yeah. Kendrick, and it was like, what's going on? And we weren't very good. No, we weren't. Talk, we, we'll talk about that time. Well, you know, it was it was tough because you your goal was to always make it up to the varsity, right? And then you got there, and it was like, well, we're just getting our heads kicked in. Yeah. Like, this isn't any fun at all. Right. This is not what I had planned on ever. Um, you know, I think we, you know, I think we started off two days, or, you know, somewhere around, you know, 40 or 50 guys on the team. And we were so bad by the end of it, it was like we had like 17 of us or yeah. 18 of us left. I mean, you know, people was- had just turned in their stuff and said, forget get it and so that was probably a reason why i was having to play so much we didn't have we didn't have anybody else to play so it was like somebody's got to get out here but uh seriously there wasn't very many seniors on that team yeah and it was a lot of juniors and there's two or three seniors but not not many yeah and then we had to kind of you know um I don't know. I mean, I guess it's growing pains. I guess it's kind of the yeah. the price you got to pay to to get yourself where you want to be. But there were a lot of like personal conversations with myself, like this football thing is really not even fun because yeah. you know what people don't really know this about me. I mean, you do obviously, but like I was by far a m- better baseball or more invested baseball player. Yeah. Let's put it that way. You know, I'd spent my whole uh, youth playing baseball. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what I did all summer and every weekend and all that stuff. So it was certainly the priority and we were a hell of a lot better at baseball at that time at friendship yeah. than we no were doubt. at football. So it would have been a real easy decision to say, yeah, man's the hell with this football stuff. Yep. Um, but, and you especially know, after a season like that, cause it was just like, you know, you were doing all you could. And I, I don't think it was a lack of effort. 
but it was just man, we were up into foray and and, and, yeah. and all that. There was a lot of things working against friendship at that point in time. Yeah. And I we don't remember this. Uh, we were playing at home, which is the old old stadium. Yeah. And we were playing Coronado. And me and Joe Castillo made a sign. Yeah. And I got an ISS for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, you switched the words around a yeah, little bit. I said muck the fuss things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. I mean, it's just like, damn it, did I really need yeah, to but, do that? <laughs> you know, okay, yeah, but you know, let's be real. Like, you, you, you probably deserved ISS, but yeah. like. I mean, now they might get ISS if they, like, open the newspaper when they're doing the starting lineups mm-hmm. or something. Something like, you know, the smallest thing. So it was certainly a different time. Yeah. We, were, we were able to do some things yeah. in the student section. and so. Yes. But and, you guys and, did push it probably well, a probably little, little limit. Yeah. Um, like we, when I say we had a sign that said, because Coronado was the Mustangs, and we had a sign that said, muck the Fustangs. But we went and got butcher paper out of the teacher's <laughs> lounge on Friday afternoon, not before the game. And Joe and I just... It was probably about 30 feet long. That's right. what I mean. And we just spread it from one side of the student section to the other and started holding it up. I mean, it took a whole row. So it wasn't like some little sign. No, it was, it was yeah. out there for the world to see. Yep. But it would have <laughs> it would have been a little bit more impactful had we not been <laughs> down by 40. <laughs> that was probably like, well, yeah. we, this is the only thing we got. They got yeah. this really cool sign. Yeah. So. Fast forward to, uh, you know, your senior, your junior year. Yeah. All right. That was a lot more fun. Yeah, a lot more fun. Yeah. A lot better leadership. Those, those, you know, those guys that were in your class and mm-hmm. you're a big part of it. I mean, you know, we came oh. up with the the spirit stick yeah. and that sort of thing. And it, and I don't know. It's kind of the weirdest thing, but we just started rallying around each other. I don't know that any of us like were all that much better than we year. than we were the year before. Right. We just all of a sudden started understanding how to do it as a team and yep. and uh it just kind of all came together yeah. and you know, we, a lot of guys play their roles and play it the right way yeah and and uh we had know, the pounders the and, the pound, yeah. <laughs> Kendrick put that in his email the he pounders did. yeah pounders yeah. forever that's uh, awesome the pounders were the uh secondary it was yeah. you and, and and james gomez and donnie and, and, and uh, kendrick and then i think sean reeves was in there but yeah I don't Sean. Sean really didn't. Like, yeah, he didn't really he fit didn't the pounder. It. He didn't embrace the yeah, pounders. Yeah, he so was. I kind of replaced him. Yeah, you kind of did. I, was you, kind of the I mean, because you kind of had to have a little edge to you yeah. back there. And Sean really, he wasn't the most edgiest <laughs> right. of Good football a person. Player. Great player. And did and did the job gonna, we wouldn't do. You know, yeah. force the run. He was that strong safety yeah. kind of raider guy. Yeah. And, he, and, and he would, uh, you know, he's the kind of guy that would he would knock the shit out of you. But then my God, he'd pray for you. And then if it was Kendrick or or you. Or James, or, or James, it was you'd knock the shit out of him and just be like, "Bitch, yeah, you know, kind yeah." Of. Well, well there was a little more, that. yeah. No, no I'm, I'm pretty did, sure I yeah. did. Yeah, probably did. <laughs> I mean, there was a little more, a little more smack talk yeah. to follow after a big hit. But pretty cool, uh, pretty cool bounce back. That that's the first time that that, that friendship made the playoffs in in four A and hadn't you know had a hadn't won a winning record in like ten years and or make the playoffs in ten years. Then you turn around and you go eight and two. And really sitting a loss in the first round of the playoffs, but really that's not what mattered. I mean, yeah, it would have been nice to beat Kane Randall like we. we oh, did. we beat him earlier. Yeah, no, that's the, that's the, that was the only. Point. Yeah, that was yeah, the only real thorn in it yeah. because we lost that game and we were yeah. way better than they were. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we should have beat them. And then had we have beaten them, you know, we would have had a chance at at. Uh, Sweetwater, I think it was, who beat Canyon Randall in the next round, and yeah. then of course you know they were in the top ten right. in the state, so might have been the end of the road there. Sure. But, but but you know you yeah. never know. You, you play them and well, well, you see. but for friendship it was uncharted territory. And yeah. and but then you know even you know if you ask the coaches that were there and that are still around, you know that was 
that was kind of the year that turned it around. Yeah, and, and it was kind of the birth. Yeah, and then friendship started just whooping ass after that for like you know for a long, long time. But um, I want to get to this. So that year, I was a senior, you were a junior, and we 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 are like at we're. Well, you found you, you found me. When I found you, we were always together, hanging right. out, you know. And we we bonded like we, you know, we would tell each other our girl problems, and then go while we're playing, you know, Madden or whatever we're doing, and, and just driving around or whatever. And, um, so then we decided, hey, we're not going to go to prom with anybody. And so you and me and Chad Reynolds decided, hey, we're just going to go together. Yeah, in the jeep. In the in the jeep with the top down. Now, if I can find those pictures, I will post them on this. So, but. And so I decided with the bright idea. I mean, not that I ever do anything wild, right? Um, <laughs> I uh, I decided I'm going to wear a black tux, just like everybody, with a red bow tie, a red cummerbund, and then I wore red socks with sandals, where you yeah. can just see. My, I mean, I didn't wear the shiny black shoes or anything, right? Right. And then we, you and I, decided. I do not know what what got into us. What can you can you? We decided to go have pictures made. Yeah, and, and, and I and Chad, Chad was smart. Chad goes, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good on that. Yeah, so yeah. Donnie and I went and got pictures made, and I mean, it honestly looks like we went to prom together. Which yeah, I guess in in technically we did, but that's not what we. <laughs> intend. I don't. What what about that thought? We thought was cool. I don't know. And we had and when we say we had pictures made together, I mean like we went to the, the studio, studio, folks. Like we had, I mean wallet size. You know, you had to buy the packages, and so you know you could have got it in any. You could have got five by seven, eight by ten, however you wanted. And we ordered all and, of them. Oh yeah, and passed them out. Like hey man, I want you to have this picture of us. Think about us always. And yeah, I know I have those. Boy, we, you know, there was no. I blame my parents, man. Like they should have pulled me aside and been like, "Listen, this is going to come off." It's really weird. And, well, like, and, yeah, I mean, you'd think Jerry King would have gone, "What the hell is going on?" And then, but you're or Bobby Lee, yeah, or Deb. Your they mom, were. They thought it was a great yeah, idea. They thought it was great. They were passing out money. They probably. They probably bought them. I think they upgraded us too, to from the, like the, Olin Mills to, to the to better the studio. Yeah, there you go. I think it was like, oh my word, so. Dude. Well, okay, if I can find those pictures, I'll post them on this deal. But it is hilarious, and oh, I do not man. know what's behind that. But, <laughs> I mean, I just don't know what we were thinking. But I'll tell you this: I know this. We were like, dude. I mean, you're one of my best friends. We're like best friends. We're yeah. Like, dude, it, what do we? I mean, it didn't feel. This? It didn't feel awkward yeah, at all. Well, like, even and, when you grabbed my butt during the picture, it didn't feel awkward <laughs> at all. So, but, but man, high school was fantastic. Yeah. We had such a great time, and and what a. I just look back on those times, and you and I together, and we had so many fun times. But um, I did get an email in from Greg Miller, uh, my buddy, sport, yep. my sportscaster, Greg Miller. And so cause this falls kind of in line at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just said, can you ask Donnie about Billy Park? <laughs> and you know what he's talking about. And, yeah. and I know, I'm not going to say anything, any names or anything, but uh, I just know this. There was a little bit of a disagreement with you and somebody from another school. In right. Cross-town rival yeah, type thing. Yeah. yeah. And, no and uh, he was a uh, – whatever. It doesn't matter. It was just like I remember there was a problem over a girl. I think kind of was that the issue. I don't even remember what. No, nah, you know, honestly, I think it. I think this was a deal sports? was just kind of yeah, yeah. We were just kind of like we had been at each other for yeah okay. forever and, in and, little leagues and different <laughs> so, things like that. See, this is what Greg Miller found. And all the when I told this story to all my sports casting buddies, they were like, "Shut up, dude! Like that's what you see in the movies. Like you really oh, yeah. did this." And what happened was we saw them driving right, yep. and they they were and. I think we were in your truck or we were somebody's I don't remember. I don't remember really, but we saw him and he had his friends and 
a couple of words were exchanged, pleasantries, if you will. Yeah. And then it was like Bowie Park, and that dude goes Bowie Park, bitch. And we we're like, okay, we all just drove to Bowie Park. Yep. And then you and him lined up. And you proceeded to whoop his ass. And I'm talking like an ass whipping. I wasn't even scared for this guy a little bit. And I didn't even like him. It was, You know, it was but a little West Side story. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Story, Maybe yeah. that's better but, outsiders. I mean, we yeah. were dancing. Because this was. Yeah. But, oh, you were you were having a beautiful dance. You were, I mean, you were <laughs> dancing on his face. I was like, damn, dude. And he went and got in a car and his, like, with his girl. like, And he cowered. But I'd have done the same thing if I was him. If I was getting my ass whipped like that. But, dude, Donnie. It, it really was just out of a movie scene. You see these guys on the street? Okay, Bowie Park, Bowie Park. We drove. Right. It really was. Yeah, just and like it fit, that. like I said. I mean, you know, it was kind of in that era. We we, we were we were we were tough like that yeah. thug life. Yeah. You know, exactly. just that's how we rolled. Well, you needed a toad with you, and I was with you. Yeah, you know? I could have thrown a ninja star. I had one ready, and we. I mean, didn't need it. You were taking care of business. <laughs> you didn't need my help. Uh, it was. That's you funny. know, it, it again, man. I you Crazy. know, it just reminds me of how much times have changed because you know mm-hmm. something like that happens today. I mean, yeah. people end up. No telling what happens. Yeah, I know. And but you're right, and and that's so true. And I don't see that as much as you do because you have four kids, right? And so, I mean, you've got them all the way, a senior in high school, all the way down to Bodie, who's what five? Yeah, well, he's a little older than that now. Well, he, he? Yeah, he's going into first grade, so he's he'll be seven. Well, and, seven. Uh, right. Okay, so he's but yeah, yeah. But you do see that because you have two high schoolers, and and that's just you're right. You see it from a different perspective because. That shit doesn't happen nowadays, no, really. No, not, you can't. Not but not it would be anyway. so much better if you could. Yeah. Like, I'm, I mean, really? I'm being Seriously. quite honest. Uh, uh, you know, they would solve a lot of trouble yeah. if, if some of us adults would just kind of like, you know, turn the other cheek, yeah. if you will, and happened, look the other way. What what, what what happened to you after that fight? It yeah, no, repercussions. Uh, nothing. Nothing. And, and, but you know what ended up happening is he and I had a lot different personal relationship yeah. from that point on. And it was kind of like... Okay, yeah. I got to do what I've wanted to do for a long time. Yep. You you now know it can happen. Yep. So exactly. it's it's so, over, right? right. And, and so was. then the rivalry we like yeah. then we be ended up becoming good buddies yeah. after yeah. that. Absolutely. Or I wouldn't say good buddies, but we were at least able to be in the same room without anything right. happening. And that's why I always say that um, that you know, America and England, they are people say like, you know, God bless America and you know, you know, she's a girl. Yeah, and you know, like Lady Liberty and and, and in England, they said the same thing, Mother Country and all that. I'm yep. like bullshit. America is a dude, and England is a dude. Because <laughs> if it was two girls, we wouldn't be getting along right now, even after 200, <laughs> you know, 300 years. Right. Because that makes now sense. it's like, dude, yeah, we beat you. All right, cool. Now we can get along and help each other. And right. it's But wow, sorry, I didn't mean to just like go off that tangent. You gave but, a history lesson. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A little politics. See, you're not near as one directional as I am. So, but uh, so, all right, man. We've already wasted 38 minutes. We haven't gotten to tech yet. All right, let's get into tech. All right, all right. Um, this is also a question, and I'll start this question off because it's a question from David Collier. Okay, kind of brought up, but he's you know Red Raider Nation host at ABC here in Lubbock. He, he's questioning, and I'll start it off like this: Where were you recruited? And walk us through that, because I know you had a great football season your senior year in high school. You led the state in receiving, I think, something like that. You and Chad right. Reynolds both. Right. But where were you recruited? Where did you have a chance to go? Yep. And you know what, what made you decide? I know what made you decide Tech, because it was here, but what made you decide Tech in, in 
just as as a as a general idea yeah so uh, you know really the recruiting process for me was pretty quick um you know i don't think anybody thought after i after my junior year that i was some you know big football uh recruit really i mean i was more focused on the baseball aspect mm-hmm. of things um but you're all state so, baseball too i mean you, you probably had baseball recruiting all going yeah on the baseball stuff had started picking up before way before that. the football gotcha. stuff had yeah. and um so you know i was Kind of looking, you know, I, I, I think football was really more of just kind of a fun thing that I was doing. And, we, you, you know, you mentioned that great junior year with, the, with those guys. I mean, it really sort of lit my fire for football, if you will. And yeah. then we came back as seniors, and uh, Chad and I had a great year, you know, led the state in receiving. Then all of a sudden I started getting some offers, and Oklahoma State was really the one that stepped to the front because they were going to let us play both sports, and they were going to recruit both Chad of us both. Yeah, together. Yeah, I remember that now, yeah. And so we actually did go uh, on an unofficial visit to Stillwater and watched mm-hmm. uh, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma in the Bedlam game Damn. at at Oklahoma State. So that was yeah. really kind of cool. Pickens. And, was Boone Pickens back then still? Yeah, I don't or know that matter. it was Boone Pickens even yet. I think it same was place, so yeah, it was same, the same stadium, yeah. but I don't think he had stepped into the picture gotcha. quite yet. And then they had. Uh, um, anyway, Oklahoma State was on kind of a. a Decline. They weren't. They weren't great at football, but they were outstanding baseball program. Mm-hmm. And so that, yeah. you know, it was a chance we were going to go together and that sort of thing. And then TCU kind of stepped in and started recruiting me some for just football only. Right. Um, and then they had a coaching change at Oklahoma State. And so once they made that coaching change, uh, that you know, the football staff that they brought in called me and said, you know, hey, we're staying with you here. Um, so they were but, staying with you for, for Oklahoma State. For, for yeah, football. they were still good for football, um, but. But at that point, I think they were changing the offense, and Chad didn't really fit the yeah. offensive profile they wanted to put in. So, um, you know, Chad had all the options in baseball, and sure. of course, at that time, the Red Raiders were number one in the nation yep. that that coming year uh, in baseball. So, that Chad had an offer to come to Tech, and so he took it. And then at that time, I was probably leaning towards Oklahoma State because they were going to let me play but, both. Yeah. And then Coach Hayes reached out and said, hey, you the know. baseball coach at Tech, for people who don't know. Yeah. If, if you weren't going to uh, be a football player, uh, mm-hmm. we would be recruiting you here for baseball. But here's the thing. If you do want to play football, you can't you can't sign a baseball scholarship. You need to sign the football scholarship. A, right. it's a full ride. Right. And uh, B, um, you're ineligible mm-hmm. to play football for two years if you sign in a different sport. You have to – the football wow. scholarships. Much different. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So it was like, okay, you can, come, you can come play baseball right away if you're on yeah. football scholarship. But if you're on baseball scholarship, you can't play football for two years. Yeah. So, so I took the football scholarship with the intentions of playing both sports. And um, Sheldon Brass breaks his collarbone. I have to play a lot as a freshman football player, and it sort of changed from there. the direction that I went. And that yeah. leads me into well, so it was really Oklahoma State and TCU, kind of. And yeah, but, but, but when TCU I remember was very when Tech great. offered you, and right. uh, and then when we when you signed, we had a big party, and and, and it was fun. Yeah. And I mean, we had that. It's a hotel's not even there yet. They're there now. It was wasn't it torn down or something? Uh, what was it called? I don't even remember. I think, I think the hotel matter. was where they the, the used to have the uh, the coaches club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's where so. it was. And um, <laughs> I can remember me giving a speech. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I said I was like, "Hey, they're gonna have fun tonight." All the parents are there. It's a you know, it's a big like co- conference like, room type like thing. Real party, like yeah. a, like a legit like hey. Everybody's invited, parents, coaches, everybody. And I got the microphone. I was like, I'm so proud of you. And, and you know what? I am. I've always been like so proud of you, you know, and just everything you accomplished. And, you know, and, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. But 
And I just go, oh, this is great. And I t- tell you, Donnie, how great you were, blah, 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 on the microphone. And I go, and Chad Fox, get the kegs ready, man. <laughs> and I mean, he looked at me. I think he had just gotten in trouble for maybe drinking a little bit or something. And he just went, oh, God. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, maybe I should have said that. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> so, might have been still playing baseball at that time. So. <laughs> so, but yeah. you know what was funny is um, – uh, that whole deal, I, I, you know, it, like I said, it just sort of happened. Um, but it's funny because, you know, these, I, I think about that recruiting experience. I mean, Coach Dykes made one trip out to my house and he basically walked in and said, All right, we got one wide receiver spot open. Yeah. We're going to offer one scholarship. I'm all, you're our guy. We're going to offer it to you today. Yeah. And I can't remember who the other kids, the other couple of guys were that were on their recruiting list. And he was like, You know, We'll be, and let's just say it was Monday. Wednesday, we'll be in San Angelo. We're going to offer this kid. And Friday, we're going to be oh, in Houston. We're yeah. going to offer this kid. Yeah. Whichever one of you says yes is who we're giving it to. Oh, damn. And so it was kind so of like, kind of oh, on the spot. can I can yeah. I go ahead and commit now? Yeah. You know, so yep. there were some things that Coach Dykes was really good at, yeah. um, that one of them. And yes. then later, talking me out of playing baseball that he was good at a couple of things do you you wish you would have played baseball at Tech a little bit yeah absolutely you know it's probably one of the regrets I have the most just to to see what would have happened right you know I mean I certainly fit fit the profile of a baseball player much better than I do an NFL wide receiver right so yeah that's true and I mean you could play you you were a great outfielder and uh, you could hit the ball God knows you could and yeah I never really thought about that but but when Spike comes in, that's a big deal, especially from Lubbock. When Spike dies, comes to visit your house and do all that, it's a it's a big deal. And for you to get a chance to stay here and play in front of us, yeah, and to play in front of your family, that that was a big deal, also. Yeah, and you know it's funny because in a way, uh, you know, nobody that I'm aware of in that recent time period where we were there, except for Brad Cade, who had walked on the year before and became the punter at Tech, yeah. had oh, really yeah, played right. at a, a school guy. that big. Right. No friendship um, got to replay. Yeah. At a, yeah, you're right. And, and so it was kind of like, uh, wow, you know, I'm, I, for me to be able to do this, it was kind of like we were all doing it. I, mm-hmm. I know that sounds kind of goofy, so. and I was kind of, you know, but, hey, I'm playing for all of you. But I, I mean, I really felt a responsibility <laughs> to not just yeah. Go there and suck. Right. I mean, it really was. It, it, like, it really I was. Had to, a, it was a uh, Matt Damon situation and, and Goodwill Hunting, and we were just like, "Hey, if you don't do this, I mean, the rest of us are like, you got something that none of us have." You know, yeah, I, I it was like a bunch of us telling you that, like me and Jamie and you know whoever we Matt Davis or Chad Fox or Chad was like, "Hey, you need to do this." I yep. mean, and you need to go and be good at it. So, but, yeah, there but was. You know what I loved is that after every game, and almost every game, it, it could have been an away game, but you know. You could have gone, and you did go hang out with the football players, and you were friends with all the football players, but a lot of times, you would just come and hang out with us, the guys you went to high school with, and your Wolforth guys. Yeah. And we were still tight-knit all the way through your college days. Yeah, no doubt. And it's funny, because a lot of those football guys then became friends with all of you guys, because, I I mean, you guys were coming with me. It was like I had my own entourage before they were really a thing. But, um, yeah, so, you know, I mean, we we ended up at a lot of the football parties Mm -hmm. together and had a lot of great times and a lot of things we probably shouldn't have done at the time. Oh, uh, man, but we were just college kids, you know. But but having fun, and, and, I mean, I just know – I just remember looking at, I can remember thinking at during that time, you know, that, man, you know, D-Hart would, you would, we call, by the way, D-Hart. Yep. 
Is yeah. that me? Yeah, that's you. It's I mean, okay. you, you know, that's 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 one that you started. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there was a there was a safety at Tech at the time named Tracy Hart too, and so it kind of picked up some yeah. some momentum there. But you yeah. were definitely the first one that used it, and then it just kind of in a, in a regular fashion. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. I just want to take credit for coming out the nickname <laughs> D Hart. Um, anyway, but I just you know you would just come and and, and be with us and. But I know that, and we're just going to touch on this because I think it's so important in, in the, that time of our lives. We were in college, and we lost a friend. Yep. And he died by suicide, Jeremy Ayers. And he was one of the guys that would be with us all the right. time. Yeah. yeah. And we were pallbearers in his funeral. And you want to talk about bringing a group of guys together. I mean, because we really, nobody understood how we felt. And I look back on it now, I'm like, dude, we should have gone to see somebody. You know, we should have gone to see a therapist or something. Right. right? And, and not just be like the 10 guys, the 10 of us and just drink beers on the weekends, you know, to get yeah, over it. That's right. kind of what we did, but it kind of brought us together. You know, if there's anything positive, which nothing, I would give anything to have him back. Right. But it, it did make a group of guys bond. I know that. Yeah, it did. And you know, that was such a weird, like circumstances and everything that went or went around it, you know, um, Back then, you know, nobody had cell phones, yeah. um, you know, and I think finally my parents, it was my freshman year, and I think my parents got tired of calling the dorm room and leaving yeah. messages on the machine, so they, they bought me a, this pager. It was a digital pager, mm-hmm. and so they could put in the number, and I'd call it back. And, by the way, I already had one, by the way. Yeah, you were you were cutting edge, man. You, <laughs> you were you were the guy, but... If Jodeci had a pager, I had a pager. <laughs> Let me just tell you right now, okay? Just, just so you know. So I had this pager, and I actually, um, you know, it was kind of right around spring game. As a matter of fact, I think the spring game was the next day. And I got this text or, or uh, page from Jamie Berryhill to call him. And I was late for a class. Yeah. And and I don't know what inspired me to turn around and make that phone call. Yeah. Um, but, you know, went back in there. And, of course, he told me what had happened. And that certainly changed the you know, kind of changed the mood of everything. And then it was weird because we played the spring game the next night or next day, there was a morning spring game. And so we played like 11 o'clock. And I remember about halfway through the spring game, you guys came in and when I saw y'all come in, I yeah. knew it was then he that, yeah. that he had passed. So yep. it was kind of funny. Yep. Um, and I mean, I think you guys waited till afterwards when we got yep. back to the to the dorm before you finally told me. But yep. it was like, look, you don't have to say anything. I knew when y'all yep. got you here. You knew That's exactly what, was. what was going on. And, yeah. And I mean, you want to talk about just the aftermath of that was, you know, helping you know his family and making sure we were together. And and I do remember like one night we were up real late, and uh, I don't remember where we were, but. It, the football season hadn't started yet, but you were like, "Hey, every time I run out into the field, I'm just gonna I'm gonna pump my chest and I'm gonna beat my chest, and that is for him and that's for us because we know we're the ones dealing with this uh, as a, as friends. Of course, we weren't family now. Not with Jill and and those guys. I mean, right. they're, they're having a totally different experience than we were because yeah. Jeremy wasn't our family, but he was pretty close. And uh, but man, I used couldn't wait for you to run out of that tunnel and just like you just. You both both fists would just go up against your chest, and I just knew that you know what that was for him, and that was for us. And I was like, dude, he's talking to me right now, and I was probably in the grass seats. I did get kicked <laughs> out of the, get out of the game one time yeah. while you were playing. Yeah, you dropped a pass. Yeah, and it happened, it happened more than once. Like, Shit, man. I mean, you know, and dude, this guy next to me, I was with Brian Berrio, and this guy next to me at the game goes, "Oh, get him off the field." Blah blah blah. You know this kind of deal, right. dude. I almost had to do a bully park on him. You did? I didn't do that, but what I did is I grabbed him by the 
which is my signature move. I kind of grabbed him by the chest, like a shirt. And I was like, listen here, dude. Right. But I didn't say dude. But I, you're not. And then the cops had to come down and they were like, hey, man, you probably need to get out of here. Right. And I was like, no, he needs to get out of here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, and I just, I, that's how personal we took that. You know, it was, it was funny how you started your career. And then when that happened, it, I took it more personal from that point forward. Right. About how you performed. I don't know why I did. I mean, it had nothing to do with me, but, um, but let's go back to freshman year real quick. Cause we can't, I can't yep. move past freshman year. Yep. All you tech fans out there. And even if you're not a tech fan, you remember, listen to me, one of the most famous games in the history of Texas tech football is the Zach Thomas interception against A&M. Corey Pollard drops back, throws the pass. Zach intercepts it and runs it back for a touchdown. And tech wins that game 14 to seven. Correct. Yes. Okay. But here's what people don't understand. The first seven that Tech scored was Mr. Donnie Hart, a freshman wide receiver, going against a top draft pick, Ray Mickens. Yep. And a true freshman. And I remember, like, oh, dude, I was just sitting right there watching it. I was, I was in the, uh, the the northwest corner. I was sitting with Corey Thrash, dude. And you caught that pass. We were sitting, and the Lady Raiders were sitting there with us. Like in right. our section, not we weren't sitting with him, but dude, you caught that pass and scored. And dude, I never felt the endorphins and the emotion run through my system like that happened when that happened. And but there's what people don't know. We won that game. Tech won that game, fourteen to seven. Zach Thomas is the most famous touchdown, I guess, aside from Crabtree's, in the history of the game. But you were the other seven in the first half. Yep. Talk me through that. Yeah. So you know, it, it's funny because A&M was great. Obviously, wrecking crew top top 10 team and Mm -hmm. you know we had just we had lost a heartbreaker to start the season against Penn State and then um, oh uh, can you back up real quick you went to Penn State up there yeah and I remember you didn't play though did you no it didn't play but you were there suited up and when you came back because obviously you were hung out with us yeah and you were like, dude, that's the craziest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. and, and I can imagine as a true freshman, the first time, you know, yeah. Penn State is like 100,000 people. Yeah, it was certainly not Leveland on Friday yeah, night. Exactly. Yeah. No, no offense to Leveland, but Although, the Lobos didn't quite I, sell out like that. Well, that's true, but there were helmets that could fly in Leveland. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Into the stands. We've seen <laughs> yeah, that happen. We okay, have. anyway, go ahead. But, uh, no, so, you know, A&M. yeah, we're playing A&M, A&M and, um, you know, I, I, I'm, pl- I'm getting to, by this point, I've worked myself into the rotation i'm playing a lot and and the play came in nah he's just wanting to know if we're going fishing tomorrow which we are and okay he'll be cool I'm so just playing. um okay. no uh yeah but he's he's more worried about Bodie than me trust me okay uh <laughs> no so we're playing the aggies and you know it's uh it, i take the play in and it was called the play was called x choice so it meant my route was going to come based off of the coverage we got mm-hmm. i was a freshman and to be honest I busted the route. Um, they gave us cover two, uh-huh. and uh, well, the cover what do you two mean you busted the route. So, like so if it were if it were an inside press cover one, then yeah, I would have uh, a go talk route. To me like I'm a two year old. Yeah. Okay. okay. So if the guy's man to man and he's pressed up in my face, then uh-huh. I would run a go route. Okay. So, so like a fade. Um, if I had cushion, so the guy was off uh-huh. in like a three deep look, I had a I had a like a hitch route. I got gotcha. you. If it were cover two, so that meant the corner was up. But he had an outside press. Right. He was. It's a zone defense, so he's not going to run with me. He's right. going to pass me off to the safety, the safety. Yep. and the safeties have deep halves. Right. So against that, we wanted to run a slant. Well, it was cover two. 
and you I ran, ran the go, go route yeah. because the guy was pressed and I decided I was going to run the go route. So yeah. Zebby actually, if you look at it, he kind of pumps because he's about to throw the slant and then realizes I'm running the go route <laughs> and I beat the safety over the top and we scored on a touchdown and uh, got to the sideline and we changed that play on the sideline against A&M, that conversion became a go route for the rest of my career. Rest, rest it time. was like, yep, that's dude, that's better than that. the slant. That so, is so awesome, and, dude. I love that there was so part much, of me, man. though, even though I had scored, because, you know, we had Coach Winder, and Coach Winder yeah, was well, no... Let me, let me tell the folks, like, Dick Winder was the offensive coordinator. Yeah. And this man never was at a loss for words. <laughs> no. And he was an older man. And mostly four-letter ones. Uh, yes, all of them. <laughs> I mean, pretty, he could make a sentence out of cuss words. Like yeah. a complete... And your wife is an English teacher, reading teacher, whatever. She she does. He could make a complete sentence with cuss words. Yeah, absolutely. Predi- subject, predicate, everything. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I, so there was a little bit of fear in me, even though we had scored, that I was going to be in trouble because <laughs> like, I ran the wrong route, right? And so I was like, uh, I don't know how this is going to go. And uh, we got to the live bench, which is where uh, the live bench. So if you, it, you know, as soon as you're off the field, you go to the live bench. That way, the coaches know where to find everybody that's yeah. in the game. And so yeah. uh, we got there, and they made that adjustment, and they were like, "Look, we're going with it from now on." And yeah. I was thought, "Wow, look at there, made it my impact on the program yeah. already." They damn sure and, did. Okay, well, but when you caught that pass yeah. and you ran that route and you like put me inside of your head when you caught it like i know that there's a part of an athlete which i was i was for a small period of time for my life but there's a part of that, that it's it's all just a blur kind of yeah. and you just you're in with like not the zone but you're just you're blocking everything out yeah that ball but, took like two weeks to get, get there, there. Oh, gosh, um I I, and i was so open too and, yes. and a lot of times those are the ones that are the hardest to catch because a lot of things run through your mind yeah. like oh yeah. crap don't drop this thing yeah. like don't be that guy that's wide open yeah, in the back of the end zone and it. drop it right <laughs> so you're like in and should i catch it with my hand should i turn it over and cradle it i mean yeah. all that kind of stuff runs through your mind so when, once it's in the in your hands and you're in the end zone then you know it was obviously it was like wow and it didn't hurt at all that you know my high school girlfriend at the time had went to A&M so that was kind of like a nice little added bonus just a a twist of the knife right (laughs) just a small twist just a little bit you know and another thing I don't think people know which okay but after that game well I don't I don't want to skip over this game so when Zach Thomas intercepts that pass and runs it back for a touchdown. Runs in the bell. Do you remember what you were doing? Did you, do you remember talking to him at all? Yeah. I mean, so he was a senior, and you're a freshman, and all this. But you're still two teammates. You yeah. Know? Tell, tell me about that. So I'm standing on the bench when he actually makes the interception. So when he catches, oh, standing the, up on the bench I'm standing. Yeah, because you know I was standing up on the bench, and really we had kind of felt like we got a tie you know there was no overtime back then in college football and so it looked like it was going to be seven to seven and you know it was kind of like man i've never had a tie game before this really sucks we've been out here all day win lose or tie you know well i mean that's awesome for your name but you know we weren't gonna have that in love yeah and so you know you're standing back there going man this just sucked we did this for four hours and nothing like we could have just not played right yeah and um 
so I'm standing on the bench, and we're all kind of dejected. And, of course, Pullock throws that ball over the middle. And, and if anybody was going to intercept it, it was going to be Zach. And he did. And I jumped up in the air. But when I jumped up, a bunch of guys, like, ran off the bench. Like, they jumped off of the bench that were standing up there with me. So it tilted the bench just oh. a little bit. And my foot actually came down behind the seat of the bench and the back of the bench. And I, like, fell over the top. of I like to broke my leg oh on the Zach God. Thomas touchdown. Oh I, I mean, it's a miracle. Yeah. Like, there, there was not an injury that occurred. So the whole time the team's, like, down there celebrating on the bell and Zach's getting mobbed and the bench is clear, I'm over there trying to untie myself off the of the bench because <laughs> I'm all folded up over there and got a big bruise on my shin yeah. and stuff. But, but no, it was awesome. I like to hear, you know, like the, that's stuff that people don't know. Man. Yeah. And, and uh, but did you ever have a conversation with Zach, like maybe after the game or the next day or that week? Or well, yeah, was it ever like, hey, man, did you ever walk up to him and go, hey, dude, I scored the other touchdown? I know you didn't do that, but I uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, Zach was great. Um, uh, you know, we had lots of conversations and different things like that, and him being from West Texas and me being from West Texas, that certainly helped. And but he was a guy. I, I'll be honest, I was a little intimidated of. Um, oh, yeah. but there was I'll there was a couple too. of times where you know we ended up in the same place down in the depot district and you know i might have had some high school buddies that kept the party going later at a, at a house and yeah. zach might have said hey i'm coming with y'all um, yeah. so so we had zach over at a couple of places every now and then and he was a lot of fun yeah. i'll tell you this I, yeah. the one thing about zach um he played hard off on and off of the field mm-hmm. i you know there were some nights where the next day uh getting to the weight room and getting to workout was not real high on donnie's priority list there were there was some recovery that needed to happen beforehand Uh not zach he was like ready to go for it was like dude what is wrong with you that's exactly what machine he would do though yeah you know like if you know not stereotypical but if if you don't know zach you just watched him play and were a fan or whatever you'd think yeah, he probably went out, banged a few beers, and 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 had a maybe a, maybe a keg stand or two. But he's probably right there in the weight room the next morning. Like, yeah, and after. absolutely, and that's exactly right. Yeah, huh. and the rest of us would be over on the trash Dragon can, ass. like, oh my god, can't we? Can't, I'm never drink again, right? <laughs> You're right. making deals with the Lord over yeah. there, and Zach's like, let's do it again today. Yeah, and, uh, he's yeah. A, yeah, Hall of Famer, right? He's right. got to be. It, it should be. I don't know I mean, why. I mean, he's you got look at the stats. He was in the same division as Ray Lewis. Yeah, I know, and, and you and look at the stats on he and Erlacher. Erlacher's first ballot Hall of Famer, yeah. and like Zach is ahead of him in almost every category except for like I think quarterback sacks. If you yeah. give a flip about quarterback sacks yeah. out of your middle linebacker, right. I mean, but everything else, tackles and all that stuff, linebackers do. Zach, gotcha. Well, this isn't the Zach Thomas podcast. I well, have you here, but here's what a lot of people don't know. Also, um, and, and tell me if this still stands. Are you still number one in the Big Twelve? All time for yards per catch in a season? No. Okay, but no. But what are you? I think I'm like seventh now. There's been some of them guys here recently, like D.D. Westbrook and some of those guys. Oh, okay. Uh, what was the guy named from Oklahoma State? Washington, James Washington. Oh, yeah. I think he okay. Had, he but for a long time, you were number one in the Big 12 for yards per reception. Yes, yards per reception. Yeah, you, you averaged, uh, let me see, what was it, 22 and a half yards a reception. In 1996, yes, right? 1996, and I, that that year I led the Big Twelve, in, and then I think in what in, in yards per yards game. per catch, yeah, and yards per it, catch. yeah, and then I was like, uh, I I think somewhere for my career is like 17, 18, mm-hmm. something like that, yeah. And which I don't, and I'm, and you don't have to talk, but this is why I will lobby any time for Donnie Hart to be in the Hall of Honor at Texas Tech because his numbers comparable are comparable to a lot of the receivers that are already in. And he played for Spike Dykes. 
his whole career, not Mike Leach. I mean, how many passes would you throw a game? I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we would throw, I mean, we threw it some, some probably 20, 25 times, nowhere near right. the 40, 50 absolutely. that they throw and, now. And, and it takes nothing away from those receivers that did. Right. They had absolutely. To, they had to catch the ball, obviously, and run, but you would maybe get four or five looks right. a game. Yeah. And, dude, to, to, and to do the things that you did, uh, well, I was happy because here's the thing. <laughs> I remember. Okay, I kept track of this. Well, you beat Ray Mickens, yep. who was a first-round draft pick. Right. All right? And, and I want you to add into this, because I know there's others I'm going to forget, but you beat Chris Canty. Yep. And he was a first-round draft pick from Kansas State. Right. You beat him for a touchdown. Yeah. There's people that you beat for touchdowns. Well, not I, saying, technically... Not you beat him on a route, but you beat him for, <laughs> you beat him on, but for a touchdown. Yeah. Well, technically, Chris Canty's is incomplete. Remember, they blow the call oh, okay. in the corner. Okay. But, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that in just a second. <laughs> Chris Canty. Okay. You also, Bryant Westbrook. Yep. Also, Taji Allen. Yeah. Okay. These guys are, are, are guys played a long time in the NFL. Yeah, Brian and Taji had a long night in Lubbock. Yes, they did. <laughs> we're going to get to that in a minute. <laughs> I keep saying we're good. We just hit one hour, and I don't give a shit, dude. We could go for three more hours. I don't give a damn. So, uh, but, because we're getting to the good stuff right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. So, you beat, okay. And then there was somebody else that you beat from some other school from Iowa. Or was it? Uh, I don't remember who. Would you ever beat any other first round draft picks? Were there other guys that you did you beat for a touchdown? I thought that I beat for a touchdown. Uh, oh, I mean, did you? I think you did. But am I? There might. Uh, t- oh, Terry Fair from Tennessee. Terry Fair from Tennessee. But, but I didn't. I didn't score. But I okay. had a, like a 118 yards. Another or great. Another yeah. great moment of your career is Tech went up to Tennessee yep. and played Tennessee. Yeah. In I mean, in that crazy ass stadium. Yeah. And the players of the game at the end of the game were you and Peyton Manning. Yeah, man. I, whatever happened to that Manning guy? He's terrible. He's awful. Well, I mean, if only he had amounted to yeah. anything, this would be a much better story. Players of the game. I'm, dude, and you can see the – you've sent me the video for or I've sent it to you. I can't remember what. Maybe I sent it to you. But uh, at the end of the game, it says – and then the announcer's talking for ESPN. Like, yep. And the players of the game, the per- – Prudential players of the game are yeah. Peyton Manning from Tennessee. Had yeah, so funny 1, story. Thousand yards were passing <laughs> in this game, and then Donnie Hart, the receiver from Texas Tech, is also our Prudential player of the game. Whatever yeah. it was, yeah, yeah. But funny story about that. So my kids were asking me some questions, and you know I have girls, so they, I mean you know yeah. they're just starting to kind of get girls. into it. And, okay, and, and, the, uh, and the boy doesn't. Isn't yeah, he's not, he's not he's not ready for yeah. to have these conversations. Yeah. But the older girls that you know they were asking me, oh man, you know who's a most famous person you ever played against. I was like, well, Peyton Manning. There, yeah. No, you didn't play against Peyton Manning. I'm like, yeah, we played against Peyton Manning. Yeah. And uh, so you I actually pulled that little. That's what I know. Yeah. <laughs> pulled that, uh, pulled that uh, video clip out and showed it to him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've got a wise guy wife. You know, she's so smart because she's, <laughs> she's an English teacher. And she's, she, I think she made some posts like, you know, um, you know, one of these guys didn't amount to much, and the other one ended up marrying the coolest chick on the planet. So, yep. you know, I'll let you figure out which one's which, or something <laughs> like that. So, she took a little jab at Peyton, and uh, yeah. uh, at my expense. It, but yeah, it was. But it's pretty true. cool. But yeah. you were. You guys were. We went up there, and, and um, yeah, you were player of the game for that for Texas Tech that that, that game. Yep. And so yeah, Terry Fair, I forgot he played the yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, got a got so, a I think I got like a thousand dollars donated to the school's general scholarship fund in my honor, but I don't never know what 
fun that ever goes to. Yeah, that, that's what they, one of those things they used to do back in the day. They it, would went say. The, uh, <laughs> it went to the Jerry Ray King fireworks stand. Fun. I think that's what it went to. Yeah, I would, I would always wonder if anybody ever followed up on all those claims of donating money on yeah. our behalf. Well, on your back, you, should, you would you would think you'd get a thank you letter, or yeah, something. or something, something. like I hey, appreciate yeah. it, but yeah, but no, that's all right. Uh, well, okay, but now, and, and I know we've kind of bounced around for your college career, but yep, uh, that was the freshman year was unbelievable, right? Um, let me, okay, well, I don't know if you saw on Facebook when I posted this, you were going to be on the show. Yep, uh, I know you don't have Facebook, but maybe, your, but your wife does, and. Did you see Rodney Blackshear comment? Yes. Did you see what he said? Yeah, okay. I did. Two fifty one. Yeah, okay. love Rodney Blackshear. I love me some Rodney Blackshear too. All American wide receiver when we were in high school. Right. right? Yeah, or, absolutely. One of the dudes that like you wanted to to be about because like that was back in the day before. I mean, you could wear the towels and you could take yeah. you could t- t- tuck the shirts up and you could even take the helmet off. And I think Blackshear was probably one of the first guys I ever saw like take it to the back of the end zone and take, take the, the helmet, helmet off and, be and like, stuff. Yeah, and, and, exactly. And it was like, man, I got to be there down there doing, doing that. that. Yeah, like, I got to do that someday. So. I got a chance to coach with him at Trinity High School, and man, he's just the coolest guy, you know, and, yeah. and a great guy. You but, know, yeah, Black is. I, I tell you, he is everything. You know, sometimes you get a chance to meet people that you admired, or you, mm-hmm. you, you know, when you were little, and and you meet them older, and you're disappointed. Yeah, you let and, you down. And, kind of, and yeah. Blackshear's like the opposite, opposite. of that. Like yep. he is everything you would he hope is. he would be, yep. and then some. And he is probably the best ambassador for Texas Tech that I know of because he's so cross generational. I mean, he can walk into the room with the, you know, the day parks, Donnie Anderson, EJ Holub kind of old school guys. And Mm -hmm. he can be in there with the spike dice guys and he can, Hang with Crabtree and and, the, and, and all that guys. and yeah. bring them all together. So it's kind um, of a linchpin, kind yeah, of a, you know, he, kind of a yeah. I get, that. I see yeah, that. He, I see that he, because he's you know one of those guys. when I when I met him, you know, that's the first thing. I think I met him before, but when we coached together, I mean, that's the first thing I brought up to him. I was like, well, hey, Coach Blackshear, I just want you to know that like I'm real good friends with Donnie Hart. Yep, and he goes, D Hart. Oh, two for one, huh? Two for one, you friends yeah. are two for one. I went, yes, I am. He's one of my best friends, as a matter of fact. And he's the same thing you posted on Facebook. He said, "You tell him two five one." Said, "What's up?" Well, so he put so two fifty one against Houston. Okay, so so tell us the story. Yeah, so right. he so he's well, two, got. Wait, 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 before I, before I get you started, right? I just want to because. I'm nationwide, right? I, right. I'm in 33 states, six countries. Okay, sweet. So not everybody knows the story behind Texas Tech, right? But, so they don't understand the the legend that is sitting here in front of me. So <laughs> uh, Donnie had Mr. Hart in front of me had one of the greatest games of all time for Texas Tech as a receiver. He had 241 yards and two touchdowns or one, two, two touchdowns against the Texas Longhorns. 241 yards, and that was. An all-pro secondary with Bryant Westbrook and Taji Allen, two top-flight NFL players. Yep. Right now, everybody loves to talk about two-four-one. Right. right. But one is, and Blackshear talks about two-five-one. So just okay. Now I'll let you pick it up. Yeah. So okay. So the two-forty-one was the Big Twelve record for ten ten years, I think, for yards, um, in, a game. For yards in a single game. Yep. By a receiver. Um, yep. And uh, you know, so Blackshear, but. 
Rodney had the school record because in before we went into the Big 12, we were yeah. in the old Southwest Conference, and he had seven catches for 251 against Houston. And so he had the school record. So he gives me kind of a hard time because he had 10 more yards. But he also is misinformed on a, on one thing. See, he thinks I had seven catches for two forty one, but I only had five catches. Yep. So I I was two two catches short of him, and uh, so I I had more yards per catch than Blackshear did. But what was That's funny exactly about right. this? We had a we had we had an alumni kind of gathering one night up at the Spoon, and we probably had too many cherry bombs there. And cherry bombs, um, baby. There were yeah. quite, you know, you start, you sit around, the guys all start talking, the stories get better, you yeah. get better, you yeah. were faster, you were stronger, all this I stuff. I had three dunks my senior year in high school. <laughs> I want you to know that. And I, I mean, but in my senior year in high school, I didn't have any. Yeah. That in 1994, but in 2020, yeah. I think I dunked it three times. Yeah, so, yeah. at least that at many. At least, yeah. And, uh, but Tyrone Thurman, who was an All American punt oh, returner for one Tech, of the greatest, and yeah. had one of the biggest plays in Tech history when he ran a punt back against Texas, yep. um, like 90 something yards mm-hmm. for a touchdown and beat texas uh, was was at was at the spoon that night and he and i were sitting around and tyrone tyrone's a special cat man he's a he's a good good one too one of those guys you really get to mm-hmm. like to be around and i you know tyrone kind of looked at me and said yeah but d hart man he he put 251 on houston i mean who couldn't put 251 on houston i mean <laughs> big time players make plays against, against texas. texas exactly <laughs> so so That's me so and smurf awesome. man we're, yeah. we're on the same page that is awesome, black you gotta man. holler at me when you get it against texas <laughs> That is awesome. See, see. Now that's why Rodney Blackshear always just says like two five one, but he doesn't say two five one against Houston. He just says two five one. He's not real. He, there's not. He doesn't extrapolate out to uh, the, the details. There. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna keep that one to him. Okay. But hey, I give it to him. Two fifty one is more than two forty one. Two fifty one is a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot. But uh, but that was a special night too. Even though it didn't turn out the way we wanted, but that was. I remember after that game, I was like, dude, waiting in the parking lot with your your parents had this cool, uh, um, uh, what do you call it, RV, yeah. and they always had the cool tailgate, and then, but all the RVs were pretty much gone after the game. Yeah, and and, and at Jones Stadium, not theirs. No, I knew that, and it didn't matter, man. I knew that that uh, Marlon or Bobby, like Marlon's your real dad. Yeah, Bobby Lee, and, and and what I love is that they still are, they were cordial, and they could always be together. Like, yeah, and, and that's rare. And and I'm not trying to get into that family part of the family, but, but I love those people. I love Marlon. I love yep. Jerry. And I love uh, Jerry, Kate. Uh, I love uh, uh, Deb. Which yep. Deb is like was like, man, your mom was like, mm, she she's so special to me because she would like, you know, would she knew if I was coming over for lunch or dinner that day, she knew that all right. Well, Ty loves this. Uh, was that, what is that that pie that she makes? The name of it. Uh, oh, the te- she calls Texas it Texas pie. pie oh yeah. my gosh, she's like, well, Ty's coming over, so I'll make some Texas pie. And then she would make steak or chicken fries. I mean, just God. And I was like, dude, I'm never leaving. You know, over at your house. And <laughs> Deb loved it though. She was like, I love you here. I love when you hang out. So anyway, but that their RV, you know, and you would come up. At, you would always come. Up. And of course, man, you were always so cool about after the game talking to your mom, right, and talking to your pa- your parents, all of them. And talking to your world class uh, <laughs> fucking motorcycle riding uncle, yeah, uh, yeah. Jobert was there. Like, here's the sad thing: you could go out and have 241 yards against Texas and and prime time against you know on Saturday night, but 
You were not near as famous as your uncle. <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, he was <laughs> world class to Bo say the Schoen. least. Yeah. Um, you know, he grand was, national champion. Yeah. Which, you know what? I didn't know how big of a deal that was until you told me about it when we were kids because you had his helmet hanging up. Yeah. In, in your room when you're in the thirty for thirty room. You're right. Yeah. And I know we're bouncing around, but dude. It really is. He's really a national celebrity. Yeah, I mean, in the American Motorsports Hall of Fame. So, like, yeah. in there with like Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt yeah. and guys like that. So, I mean, and he would yeah. those motorcycles where you lean your knee down to the ground. Yeah, right. Yeah, is yeah. That right. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, he was in. Uh, you know, I think I think they call it MotoGP now. It's had several different names, mm-hmm. but yeah, he was on that circuit and uh, was trying to become the world champion and probably you know definitely. Probably would have. He reached every other goal that yep. he ever set for himself yep. if he hadn't had his career-ending accident. But, uh, yeah. But he was um, grand national champion, which is a freaking huge deal. Yeah, like three straight years. Three straight years. Yeah. I mean, dude, and you know what i tell you right now? I remember going to Gaddy's after like football games and riding and, and playing that game where you sat on that motorcycle and you leaned over. <laughs> yeah. I remember what it's called. But, and I never even made it like, you know, 30 <laughs> seconds. In that game, right? And uh, but man, and but Bubba Schobert's amazing, dude. I, he's always been nice to me. I mean, straight up, like when I met him, once I knew who he was, like when you told me, I was like, yep. "Damn, dude!" I, I was kind of starstruck, even though I didn't even follow motorcycle racing. I right. just knew he was a big deal. But dude, he was. I was like, "Hey, Ty, get off that couch and go get me something out of the kitchen." You know, something like that. He <laughs> yeah. talked to you. I'm like, "Yeah, okay, I would." No, no shit. I'm. You're right. Bubba, I'm off. I'm doing terrible. I'm just like whatever. So. I was yep. one of the family uh, yep. for a long time, but, for sure. But when you you would walk up to the to the tailgates afterwards and to your, but I just loved it, man, because you spent time with everybody, and you knew that we were waiting on you, maybe there, but we were probably drinking beers there too. So yeah, we were in we probably were, probably <laughs> we were drinking beers with your, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so we were okay. We weren't like, hey, Donnie, hurry this up. We've got to go to parties. We were like, okay, well, we're here. It's hell. We're yeah. not even paying for this. Okay. Yeah. I didn't pay for a thing right. around your parents, and uh, but but I just love the way that you would come, and just hang out, you know. Yeah, and I, you know, um, that was cool because, like I said, it was it was a big deal for everybody in the community, and you yeah. know, my parents grew up here, so they had all their friends up there, and yeah. so I never knew who was going to be at the the tailgate party afterwards, but yeah. I knew it would probably be a pretty big big group, and but and, um, and you couldn't miss us because we were really the only yeah. ones, and I'm always last out of the locker room. Yeah. Like, I'm the slowest. Like I'm sorry, but you know, you, I know what. If uh, I could take, if I could just be bitch at you for one thing, it was just like, geez, man. If your parents didn't have beer coolers, there, I just, I'd have been like, hey, I'm out of here. You yeah. know what? Screw Donnie. We gotta go. So, yeah. No. I think I, you not know, only I me, just, but a lot of other guys. I won't say any names, but I could say Jamie Berryhill's name. I can say Chet Fox's name, but we probably would have been the same way. Like, hey, we gotta get out of here. Yeah. 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 So. But that was cool though, but because you knew we would be there. I mean, you knew we would be there. And yeah, that, I mean, that's where and, we would all meet, and, yeah. and you know, kind of make our plans from there. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good, unbelievable four years special. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and one of my favorite story I want you to tell it though was uh, Bobby. You played and I played. I could play under two of the greatest coaches of all time yeah. with Bobby Davis and Don Black. Right. And Don Black's not no longer with us. But Bobby Davis. I'm skipping around just to. Transition from Dick Winter to Bobby yep. Davis, your high school football coach. Right. But remember, I want you to tell the story about Noel Ramos. <laughs> and Noel Ramos is one of the greatest punters that ever played for Texas Tech. I mean, for uh, friendship. Right. But can you tell me that story real quick? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, well, the okay. snap? Yeah, Are you yeah, talking yeah. about the snap? Yeah. Oh, man. When Noel said, Ramos. It, when Ramos was... Well, <laughs> 
Ramos was there already on the field. Or on the, on the, on the, oh, oh yeah. I don't remember. Okay. You, I, I can't believe it. I don't. I'm. Okay. I'm missing. Well, no, that's okay. Tell me. Uh, well, wasn't it like Ramos? Get on the field, Ramos. <laughs> you don't feel and. Ramos is lined up in the punt. He's the punter, you know, and he's yelling for Ramos. And he's like, and Noel just finally, Noel Ramos just finally looks at Coach Bobby Evans and goes, Coach, I'm standing right here. I'm in, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. He goes, All right. Well, thank God you're here. About damn time. And Noel's like, Dude, I've been sitting here the whole time. So, well, well but, Coach but, Bobby but, would get lost at where he was on the field. So, yeah. like, we would start at, at practice and different things like that. I mean, we, you know, you run a drill on the 30 yard line or whatever. And yeah. Coach Bobby was the ball spotter guy, and he would yeah. move the ball back every time. Every and time. so, so <laughs> by the like, end of the period, yeah. man, we would, there would be like all 60 of us within five yards of the goalpost, like standing on top mm-hmm. of each other when the play was being run right there. And he would be furious that we couldn't get back anymore. He'd right. be screaming at everybody, back, back up, back, back up. <laughs> and you're like, Coach, we've backed up 45 yards yeah, back yeah, off the field. So, Well, uh, let me ask you this, because, uh, well, I, I mean, I witnessed it so many times, but it really didn't matter if you were the the best player on the team right, or the worst player on the team, because he did it to both. Yep, He could grab you by the shoulder pad or the face mask as good as anybody I've ever seen. And it would scare me even when I watched it. Right. And it didn't matter if you were Donnie Hart or you were Ty King. That, I mean, dude, he yelled at me one time. I was I was the, I was the spirit. Not even, I, mean, I don't know why you call me, but I wasn't playing. I, didn't, right. I wasn't even in uniform. And he yelled at me one time. <laughs> but but he, he could grab you by the face mask as good as anybody I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he was good at that. And <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the funny story here. So when I was a senior, we played at Snyder. And um, we had like a second down and like, I don't know, maybe two. And so they called a pass play. And um, I, I caught the football, okay? We, yeah. we had a, a comeback route on the outside. And Chad threw it. And it was maybe a little low. But I slid down, got both hands under it, and caught it. And, and the referee just – thought it bounced and it didn't bounce i I caught it and uh he said uh you know he's standing there no incomplete incomplete and i didn't say anything but i jumped up off of the the ground too fast like right in his face Mm -hmm. and i jerked my chin strap down Mm -hmm. when i did and so an awesome move by the way so when guys pull their two the back two chin straps like the strap pull it down that that means you're pissed or you've just done something really good right and so i Pulled the chin strap down. I yeah. didn't say anything, but the way I come up off the ground and it happened right in his face, and he he flagged me, for, gave me a personal foul for unsportsmanlike conduct, and uh-huh. uh, so I get the penalty for 15 yards, and immediately I know here it's coming, yeah. and so oh, <laughs> they're yeah. back, they're walking off the penalty, and Coach Bobby is past the numbers, and oh. this happened. I was on the opposite side of the field, and he's past the numbers, and he's waving screaming at, at me to come over to here? come over there, oh, and I see him. But I act like I don't see him. Yeah, I would too. And, and I walk back to the huddle, and Chad gets in the huddle or sees me, and he's like, "Hey, Donnie, um, coach, coach Bobby wants you." And I said, "Hey, I said, act like, it, Chad. I said, Chad, Chad, act like you don't see him." Yeah. <laughs> and, and so anyway, we we That's run so a play funny. on third down. You know, we had to run a play, yeah. and so we ran a play on third down, and we got in like a fourth down and eight, and so we decided to go for it, and I caught a pass to get the first down, and then mm-hmm. we drove down and scored, I think, and so by that time, he had calmed down a little bit on yeah. the sideline. It was like, hey, don't ever jump in the official's face 
Michigan, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, and yeah. it was like more of a yeah. but nice touchdown, like you know, type of yeah. thing. So, so funny, saved man. me. But yeah, yeah, Chad was trying to totally throw me under throw the bus yeah, there. Exactly. But that I said, like hey, Reynolds Chad would do. Uh-uh. Damn it, Chad. Just just play like you don't see him. I know. So Damn it. he was shaking though. You you remember the shake like when he would scream, yes. Coach Bobby? You would like sh- it was it like a shiver. Shake. Yes. And uh, yeah, he was totally in that moment Dude. and. Yeah, yeah, I, I ignored him. I, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. He scared me a lot because it was a homecoming game my senior year, and, and I was uh, on the homecoming court. And remind you, I'm on the bench, like I, I was part of the team. Like even I was in the roster because I mean I don't want to get into, it, but I mean I, I I couldn't play football because I couldn't. It was a medical condition, right? You know the story, but it doesn't matter. But I wasn't on the. Dude, I wasn't playing. I never played. Right. It was not a thing. And I, after the homecoming, like the pregame ceremonies and the homecoming king and all that were, were, were crowned, which I didn't win, fucking Damon. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I was still like, you know me, socializing with my white tuxedo on. Like, yeah. Dude, and Bobby walks out and goes, Tacking, what are you doing? And I go, oh, Get in there and get changed and get back out here. And I was like, oh my God, dude. I was like, well, damn. So I ran inside. I was like, dude, I gotta get in. I gotta get my jeans on. Yeah. <laughs> like, get your jersey on, man. Yeah, Be on exactly. the sidelines. Come so, on. But uh and, and, and speaking of while we're while we're on that line of thinking, man, how awesome was Bobby and how awesome was Don Black? I mean, how how big of a part of, of your life was Don and God rest his soul and Linda. Yep. I mean, they're kind of joined at the hip, those two, but uh, his wife, Linda, but how, how unbelievable, because I know how special they were to me, but I, they were just as special to you. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, um, you know, I, I, I struggle every time I'm asked this question because, yeah. you know, those guys uh, believed in me before anybody else did, probably before I even believed in myself. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, certainly had great support and it felt like I had great love there. And, uh, you know, they were people that, you're so blessed to to have played played for and I, I've been lucky in my whole career you know to be around yeah. some of the greatest yeah. people in the history of Texas football for sure with mm-hmm. Spike Dykes and even Dick Winder in his own peculiar way had that in yeah. that way but well, you know Coach Bobby and, yeah. and but, Coach Black man they were on a totally different level yeah. and you know they they take you from you know a sixth grade kid that yeah. kind of hopes he could be good someday to all of a sudden you know you're you're out on the field at jones stadium and yep. they're there a part of it sure. it was it was great and so um what i loved about them too is that dude, don and linda black and even bobby and Dumbly, they even if you weren't good yeah you know they would walk it i mean they'd be there for you even if you were well, just a you know a guy that never really played. Well, we were telling stories after Coach Black passed. I think I was probably the only friendship player ever kicked out of a practice <laughs> by Coach Black, mm-hmm. and it was over a scout team player. Um, you know, I was a deep snapper on the punt, which is when you were telling no- Noel Ramos' yeah. story. <laughs> I thought you were talking about I like to snap it over Noel's head against Estacada and cost us the game. But what a great play by him! Yeah, by the way. best <laughs> best play I've ever seen a punter make to this day. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Um, he won hands it and tippy toes over the back line yeah and keeps from getting the safety and it was a horrible snap thanks noel appreciate the save (laughs) on that but um anyway we you know we were we were practicing special teams and you know i played defense that week and made a hit or something and i kind of had like a little sprain in my neck and it was bothering me and the the scout team nose guard kept hit me with my head down between my legs and they changed that rule now you can't do that but of course um, but, uh, you know, we were in shorts and shoulder pads, and he kept 
like hit me. And so I'd made mention to Coach Brad Davis that this was happening. And so Coach Brad told him, like, hey, don't stay off the center. Don't hit him. Neck hurts, blah, blah, blah. And the very next play, he hit me in the neck. And, man, I it just, you know, Set you that yeah. pissed me off. And yeah. so I chased him all the way down the field. And he Holy turned around. <laughs> he turned around to set the wall. And I was on a full sprint and smoked him. And, I mean, it yard sailed, knocked the pads everywhere. And <laughs> ear pads came yard out and all sailed. that stuff. And uh, Coach, Coach Black was none too thrilled. Yeah. I had wiped out one of his special, uh, one of his scout team guys. But, and you know so what? he threw but, me out. But that's – that's uh, just like he was. Yeah. He was going to take up for that guy Yeah, but just as much if he would take up for you. Yeah, but you know what was funny about that, too, is I think at some point after he sent me to the locker room, Coach Davis, Brad Davis made a round and kind of gave him a heads up like, hey, I, you know, here's what happened. Right. And so I was in the locker room, locker room getting ready to go to lunch and uh, thought I was in pretty bad trouble. And Coach Black opened the door and he was crying. Like he was crying that yeah, he sent me in, too. and so, you know, that's those type of things. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was like, it, "It's just amazing to play for people that care about their players that much." That much, exactly. And uh, I'll make sure everything's hooking up right. Um, but yeah, okay. I didn't mean to get off on the tangent, but I really <laughs> want to uh, about. I wanted to get in Bobby Davis and, and Don Black because yeah, it's too important not to talk about. But as we're talking about tech football, mm-hmm. um, you played in the. What people don't know is you played in the very first Big 12 game ever. Yeah, that's what they tell me. <laughs> okay, we'll get there. <laughs> so, but what, but what, as the Big 12 is starting to, what we see is happening nowadays. Yeah, the implosion. Right. But you played, I mean, the very first football game of Big 12 football ever Yep. against Kansas State. And right. it was the first game because y'all played, what, a day early or two days early? Was it a Thursday? No, it was. I, was I think it was Saturday, a Saturday, but it was, but it was a left. week before. It was like a week before. They used to have you. like the kickoff classic, yeah, like yeah, yeah. the That's week it. before. That's um, so yeah. we played maybe a week early than the regular right. start to the season. Now, and what, yeah, what you know of it, right? right. Because you got, um, it's one of the nastiest hits yeah. that people can ever watch. Yeah. I mean, and I would, I don't even, I don't even uh, recommend you Google it or, or YouTube. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. Because whenever I saw it watching the game, like it, 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 it's always you know when you're watching like a pro football game, you don't know any of the players. It's just like, oh damn, he just got that shit done. But when it's you, when it's one of your dearest friends, it's different. You know, right. you're like, man, this is you know, you got the what was the guy's name? Yeah, uh, Mario Smith. Mario yeah. Smith. Yeah, yeah. And he was known for that shit. Right? Yeah, he was kind of a head hunting safety and yeah, yeah. and kind of like the Wayne Slay ish type me, guy. Yeah, yeah, but to me, like. When you see like there's that picture, there's that one photograph where it looks like you're you're doing something that's almost an inhuman. Where he's hitting you, your head looks like it's almost coming. It almost like he tried to behead you, like he was Henry the Eighth yeah. with Anne Boleyn, like like it was coming off, you know, like right. on a guillotine. And damn, dude, and you laid there, and you were oh, talk talk me walk me through that. What you remember of it? Yeah, well, I don't remember much. Um, you know, it was a fourth down play. We 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 had kind of been back and forth all game. They hosed us out of a touchdown earlier. That Chris Ganey catch that you referenced earlier. And um, you were yeah, inbounds. had both feet in. Yes, total blown call. That's a funny because uh, Jeff Lilikoch emailed the question in. Right, Jeff, you know, great Jeff yep. Lilikoch lives down in Houston now. Yep. 
was Donnie and Bounds. I want to, I want him to say it. He yes, wants to know. Absolutely. Course, you can watch that video now and go, damn, dude, it's not even close. I was in Bounds against AM too, if that's what he's asking about too, by the way. It was the Kansas State game. And or the, but whatever you were in bounds in the pros, I think. Yeah, that, yeah. That one. But anyway, and anyway, so it was kind of back and forth, and we had a chance to go down and and beat them really. And they were they were a top fifteen team ish at that time, and we were um, you know rebounding after losing Zach and all those guys, and so we were rebuilding. And like you said, it was the first Big Twelve game, and it was on the road, and they had Michael Bishop, who was going to be a Heisman <laughs> Trophy win type guy, and they had um, you know Michael uh, Bishop t- was Vic before. Vic. They had uh, uh, Kevin Lockett, who I believe is Tyler Lockett's dad. dad. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. so yeah, that's crazy. But anyway, they so they're driving down, or we're driving down to win the game. We end up in like a fourth down and like. 12 or something like that and coach called the backside post to me and the ball came out high so I went up to get it and I actually remember it touching my hands and pulling it in and I was falling back for the first down thinking yeah. man we got him and yeah. um, then he put helmet to helmet and yeah. knocked me out and I lose the ball and, on the way to the, the ground. Like he wasn't even ejected for that. I mean, no, it, it was no, it wasn't even a penalty. Was no, it? no, no penalty, no targeting, no nothing. Oh just gosh, ball dude. turnover on downs. They came out, uh, you know, they came out, and I guess I was unconscious on the field. They asked me a couple of questions and felt like, ooh, he's not. You know, these aren't the yeah. answers we want. So they took me yeah. to the locker room. Yeah, like Abraham Lincoln is not the president. Yeah. Okay? So <laughs> we I get, don't care what you think. Right we now. get to the locker room and they've got me set on this training table. And now I remember, I don't remember any of the walk off the field, anything like that. None of the questions, nothing. Yeah. And the first thing I remember, and this is really how I come to, we had. We had this offensive guard from Monterey named Shane Dunn. And Shane was a guy that he loved pro wrestling. Like, I think he even, like, tried to wrestle after he like was done. Intro? Like, like, Flair like Ric stuff? Flair wrestling. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. And, and Shane, like, loved Copenhagen. And he would take the second biggest dip of Copenhagen I've ever seen in my life. And you know who would take the biggest Um But Matt Davis yes. absolutely Matt Davis. beat. I, I, yeah. I've I, I seen Matt Davis – I think Matt Davis and my dad one time had a competition. <laughs> to see who could get the yeah, most in. the power stand. And I think Matt Davis beat my dad. Like, it was like, dude, Matt Davis could put a whole can of Copenhagen in his, between his cheek and gum. Yeah. And one swoop. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I'm so he puts this big, big, this chain done would take these dips of snuff into the shower and like spit them in the drain. You know, he's just a perfect offensive guard. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, yeah. And he came out of the shower and I was sitting on this table and, and everybody, I mean, you know, training staff's around and they're, you know, everybody's asking me questions and checking my vitals and all this stuff. And he walks up and I guess he asked me a question like, how you doing or something like that, you know, and I, I respond with something crazy and he goes, oh, you be all right and he reaches up and slaps me in the head oh and that's how i came to like we slapped me in the head shane dunn slapped me in the oh, head and i'm like crap, hey really? man how you doing and they're oh, then, the, then, I, then i remember everything from that point on well, yeah but see that but so and like you really shouldn't have flown home no they put me on the airplane yeah we had a brain bleed ended up getting yeah. to the hospital and they um did the mri course concussions were not a big thing back then right. i mean it, they were just it, you it was, know uh, but, yeah, uh, quote, like, ring your bell yeah yeah Get your bell though. yeah and so nobody was anticipating i had a problem and uh the physician said hey man why don't you just come by the hospital just when we get home check you out. um we'll just check you out no big deal it was 11 o'clock kickoff we got back to lubbock pretty early you know mm-hmm. six seven o'clock and so i did and they gave me a little cat 
CAT scan, and all of a sudden, man, they start like, "Hey, we got to get you IV. We got to get you up to ICU." We got, and I'm like, "ICU? What? Mm-hmm. I mean, what?" And they're like, "Yeah, you got a cranial bleed, and da 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 da." And so I spent the night, yeah, uh, oh. you know, that night. And but what's crazy, man? I, you know, I only miss one game. So crazy, um, man. Yeah, yeah this is right. a different you time. One, you know? that, that's amazing, man. It was. It's a different time. Yeah. Because I think if that had happened nowadays, you probably wouldn't have played again. Yeah, the, probably the not. rest of the year. Anyway. Yeah, the, at least that year, probably yeah. right. Right. But to backtrack, you played in the first Big Twelve game. Yeah. Ever. So yeah, I mean, which is pretty cool, and we should have won the game because you were in bounds and all that kind of stuff. So. Right. Okay. All right. College. We've got that out of the way. I wish I should have let off with that, but whatever. I hope you're still listening because uh, we're about to play tied down. Oh, oh man. Here we go. The pressure's Donnie. on. There, the pressure's on. Here we go. Play this game called tied down on this podcast. And uh, what's going to happen is I'm going to put you on a clock. The clock really doesn't mean anything until I just say, like, hey, man, you need to have an answer. Okay. Um, Jay King was the first one to say, hey, man. It's two, 10 seconds is too fast. I was doing two, 10 seconds, but um, it's too fast. And he is right. But what happens is I'm going to ask you five questions, okay? They're worth various points. Okay. We'll figure it out at the end. Okay. I typically say if you get three right, you win the game. Okay. Um, but Landry Griffith was one of the first people to play, and he, he got the first three wrong. But his last two were worth like a million points. Oh, so, I see. Yeah, I got you. So he, he, he was, we've only had one loser, which was Jamie Berryhill. I, mean, I can't he, end up on a list with Jamie Berry. You cannot, man. I'm telling you right now, you can't. But but you know what? We'll figure it out once we go here. <laughs> now, we have five questions. Okay. If it's an opinion question, it just got to, man, if you just say the right answer, whatever you think. Right. Okay? If it's right, it's right. Okay. Okay. And uh, we'll have a bonus question also. Okay. Just to, just to make sure. Yep. All right? Are you ready? I'm ready. Donnie, you now are officially tied down. All right. All right. I'll start the clock whenever after I read the first question. Number one, I need two foods that start with the letter B. Go. Bananas and beef. Number two, who is the greatest friendship football player of all time? Go. David Thomas. Number three, name two Christian Slater movies. Go. Oh, oh, uh, Christian Slater. Dr. Death probably doesn't count. That's a TV series. Uh, yeah, you, I'm, a, I'm a whiff on these, Ty. Christian Slater Number movies. Four. We're moving on. <laughs> Number four. Besides Tupac and Biggie, who was the greatest rapper of the 90s? There is a correct answer to this. Tupac and Biggie. Besides them. Man, those are the only... Oh, uh, Ghetto Boys. And Christian Slater movies is Young Guns too. <laughs> That's the one you wanted me to say. It is. Number five. Who is the greatest fantasy football owner that you know? Me. All right. Bonus question. This is for Bodie. Godzilla or King Kong? Godzilla for Bode man, but man, I like Kong, but Godzilla well, whipper. God, Godzilla beat him. What is your answer? Godzilla. Okay. Godzilla right, beat him up. The clock. All right, you're off the clock. <laughs> Listen, let's go back over it real quick. Name two letters, the name two foods that start with the letter B. You went with bananas and beef. Yes, I would have taken that. Bonus would have been burrito. But, burrito. But yeah. bananas and beef, you're off to a good start. Who's the greatest friendship football player of all time? You said David Thomas. Hmm. I would have went. I mean, I probably could have gone Billy Vineyard. 
<laughs> or Trent Taylor. Yeah. But, but David Thomas is the correct answer. So yeah. Get that right. Yeah. David Thomas. Yeah, really, it's not even close. Right. So name two Christian Slater movies. Yes. I thought one was a given. It was Young Guns 2. Yeah. Yeah. You, you brain farted on that one. That's okay. And uh, there's, a, there's a ton. Of, he was in um, um, Robin Hood. He was in uh, Quicksilver. He was in tons of other movies. See, that's all movies I didn't watch. I know, and that's fine. They, how many sports movies was he in? Probably or, not very many. Or cowboy movies. The Young Guns 2. Young Guns 2. Yeah. It's your gang, Dave. Yeah, it's your gang. That is greatest inside joke that we have, I think. <laughs> and, 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 uh, Henry uh, William French. And, and Henry William French, yeah. You, you took a lot of farms, Mr. Chisholm. Um, number four. Name Besides Tupac or Biggie, who was the greatest rapper of the 90s, I thought we were going to be on the same page here. And we were. You said Ghetto Boys, which is a group, not an individual rapper. Okay. I'll maybe give you a partial credit, but. You were going to say DJ Quick. Yes, I was. Dang. Man. See, the <laughs> clock freaked me out, dude. I know. That clock is a bitch. <laughs> it freaked me out, but it's God DJ Quick. Because, it I mean, DJ it's Quick. tonight. Yes, I know. Yeah. I know. Yes, it's DJ Quick. You're right. Oh, I blew it. Yep. So, let's see. You got the foods right. You got the greatest football player of all time at Friendship, right? You half right. Uh, I no, will though too that you three. thought we would and, show and our loyalty on, on DJ Quick. You you missed. Ghetto Boys is a good answer though. But um, and then number five, who's the greatest fantasy football owner? You know, obviously that was wrong because <laughs> it's me. He's just lucky. Well, th- what do the numbers say? The numbers say a lot of things that aren't true. Okay, but what do the numbers say? <laughs> that you're the best, okay, I guess. Okay, thank you. And um, bonus was Godzilla or King Kong, and your answer was? Godzilla. And that's correct. So yes. you have won the game, Donnie. You are Good. untied. I'm not on a J- <laughs> Jamie Barry Hill list. But damn it, I can't believe you didn't say me on the fantasy football. Because you know what Jay King said? I knew you wanted me to say. You, know no, you knew I wasn't going to admit Jay that. King took the full 15 seconds, and, and at the end he went, you. And he oh. said, I just said it so I would win the game. That's oh. all he said. Yeah. See, CJ, I wasn't going out like that. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Wait. Congratulations, man. You have one tie down. Thanks. So you're, um, I'm glad to have that. So there we go. All right. Hey, man, this is another chapter of our life we got to talk about real yep. quick. Uh, okay. Not real quick, but just we got to talk about it because we just kind of led into it with fantasy football. Yep. Um, fantasy football has been and, – and, and people – Listening at home, if you're not into fantasy football, do not do not turn it off right here because no, no. Th- this is a this is very interesting and it's very entertaining. Um, I think I think I introduced you to fantasy football. Yeah, I think so. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah, I would say the that. football thing. Yes, for sure. Yes, yeah. Um, and then it took a life of its own. Yeah, it, it's on a life of its own for 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 real. And um, but here's the thing, and that was like. I got into it through my dad, who was at Cardinal Sports Center. Right. And Cardinal Sports Center had a league. Right. And then my dad asked me to help him, and I went, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. And the next year, we started playing right. as, a, as a – yeah, and it was crazy. But um, true, or, true or false, you were not allowed to play fantasy football as part of – per NCAA guidelines. True. Yeah. The other true part is I didn't follow that rule. <laughs> So, I guess Texas Tech needs to vacate all the wins they had yeah, while I was because, there. Because, I, mean, I mean, let me tell you, that, that $75 you won was unbelievable. <laughs> I, mean, you know, like, I know. It I, just, life, I mean, listen. Dude. It changed your life. But, but um, well, here's the thing is that you and me. It, I might be the only Red Raider that ever got in trouble for saying something about fantasy football oh, in an interview. Dude. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe you brought that up. I forgot all about that. Yeah. 
Tell us about that. Yeah, so the 49ers had played uh, the their season opener, and I think Steve Young had gotten hurt and, and or something like that. But you and, were still playing at Tech. And I was playing at Tech, and Don Williams Don did Williams. an article on well, me. Well, sometimes he listens to this podcast. And I love Don. I yes, mean, I Don, do Don is a, a, well, he's a legend. And he's a legend himself. We were just having small talk before the interviews started. And I, we were talking about, did you watch any games, that sort of thing? And I said, yeah, man, stinking 49ers. Steve Young got hurt. He was my quarterback on my daggum fantasy team. And he put that in the article. In the the paper. And he said it exactly like how I said it in the conversation. So I'm like, I mean, I'm seriously (laughs) quoted in the AJ. Steve Young's my daggum quarterback quarterback in my freaking fantasy draft. Like, that's how he writes it. And I love Don for that. But Spike sure did call a team meeting and say, now, any of you guys playing that fantasy (laughs) football, whatever that contest squirreliness is, knock it off. It's gambling. Yeah, That's a great impersonation of of, of Spike you do. And that's true. He said, I can just hear him. But before we get to fantasy football, do your impersonation of Spike whenever you hurt your hamstring. Please. (laughs) That is the greatest story. Spike, this is one of the greatest Spike Dyke stories that nobody knows out there. Oh, man. Spike Dyke's the greatest legendary coach, one of the greatest of Texas Tech. He was the head coach. Yeah. And a country guy, just uh, some of the greatest one-liners you've ever heard in your life. But Donnie... This is a one-on-one moment you had with yeah. him, and so, tell me about so it. So I got to set this up a little bit. So yes. at the time, I'm like third in the NCAA in receiving yards per game, and you know I think Randy Moss is up there, and like Troy Edwards or something like that is the other guy. Good a couple yeah. of guys that were in first round picks. So, yeah. um, so and I, I'm like third, and and we played Kansas, and I come across the middle and got kind of in a compromising situation, and I actually tore that hamstring off the bone on the inside, mm-hmm. and probably should have had surgery because of it but at the time you know that that's not how um we 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 looked at hamstring injuries and different things like that and so it was just i sit in rehab get it back together try to get ready and i kept having this issue reoccurring hamstring issue it just wouldn't go away and so after about the third or fourth time i pulled it coach dykes is like hey come 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 donnie come on come on come on you know, come in here and let's talk. And so I'll go in there, and he and he says, he says, you know what you need? You, you, you need some emu oil on it. And I said, <laughs> emu oil. And he says, yeah. I, I mean, I pulled my hamstring and and the spikes open, and I put a little emu oil on there and a milk wrap. And 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 I'll tell you what. I, next day, I was good as new. Yeah, and tomorrow you're gonna be able to play. And so, so he takes this bottle of unmarked this is not the oil. Trainer. This is not the, the buzz ain't in there. Oh, yeah. buzz is in there looking going, at me like, going, oh, oh, oh dear God, God. <laughs> the, the, right? The yeah, and he brings this shit in like, yeah, in just in the milk wrap. It's a juicy, like oily, greasy gunk, and he rubs it all over my leg. And what a milk wrap is for people who don't know, because yeah. I didn't until I they busted it out. Know. It's an ace bandage. That hardens like a cast. Okay. And so he wraps this around me, and I'm telling you, this like cast stuff is running down my leg, this white, chalky stuff, and he wraps it all up and ties it up. And then it hardens, and I can't move it. Yeah. Like it's like a cast. <laughs> and he's like, Donnie, you'll be, I mean, I'll tell you why, you'll be ready to go tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Because he had pulled his hamstring hitting a driver yeah. at the spike open, not, not you know, running, two months ago. Or, or full yeah, I'm like gonna that. be ready for you know yeah. prime time emu oil. with some emu oil and a milk wrap. Bless his heart. And so we and we went through this for like 
a week straight and bless uh, Buzz's heart, man. Yeah. He would he would let Spike do his thing, yeah. and we would watch Spike. And the the training room was down in the bottom of Jones Stadium back then, down there in the kind of by the locker room area yeah. and spike would head up the stairs back to his office and we buzz would be like come on and we take all take all that crap off wash your leg that oil gets in there you're oh my gosh, liable to be dude. waterproof for yeah. a month i never but, forget what you yeah. told me that like and, and, and while you're playing like you know we were that night hanging out or, or something and, and, you and i like, don't know where the oil from an emu yeah, comes from was like, and i was like what the hell is an emu and what is going on you're like dude I don't know either, man. It's like an ostrich. I'm not real sure where they get. I'm not real sure where they get the oil 20, from. When I was 20 years old, I was like, dude, yeah. is that a shot at midnight rodeo? What? Yeah, is that email. Oil? Yeah, it <laughs> so could have been. So, but but fantasy football. So all of a sudden, we start getting our own league together. Yes, quote unquote. And here's where, like, I love it. Here's what I love to tell about you. Is that anybody that's friends with Donnie, close friends with him, knows that he is an organized border. I mean, I don't know if you've been diagnosed or whatever, but you're as organized as anybody I've ever met. Right. You and Emily Jones. Okay. Right. I worked for Emily at Channel 11, and she's pretty organized. Right. And you are right there, or if not, more organized than her. And you've always been that way. Like, it, it, when we were in high school, like, your your notebooks were in order. Everything was, you know. Yeah. You, you, like, never did you open up your locker and papers fell out. Right. That's what happened in my locker. Like, right. I opened my, you know what fell out of my locker was papers and water guns and shit. You know, you don't know what the <laughs> hell fell out of there. I mean, I mean I got, it could be a slingshot. Right. There, there's no telling what I had in my locker. I'm right. just not that organized. You, right there. So, Fast forward to you're the natural choice to be our commissioner, right. and the commissioner is just the guy that uh, for people that, don't, that that run the whole league. Like they're in charge of organizing it, um, getting everything together. Not only from the draft, and, and back then there was no internet. We weren't really doing anything on the internet. It was ha- handled by paper and notebooks. And th- thank God for you, man, because <laughs> if you weren't doing that back then. I don't think there would be a league right now that we're still because we are what eighteen years, nineteen years, or more. This will be our twentieth year 20th, as a keeper league, a keep, but we've yeah. been playing, dude, since ninety six. So with the same, basically, core group of guys, right. we've, we've exchanged some people here and there, but for basically this, the same group of guys, we have fourteen of us. Yeah, and the one person that keeps us all together is you, and 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 you know that, but. Because God Almighty, it, you can you only imagine if I was in charge of the league. Like it, it would just be, I don't, it would be so. We would be the XFL yeah. of, of fantasy football. It would have just be starting up and then start and quit and start back, start again. Let me try this again. I'm the I'm the uh, Bruce Buffer. What do you call it? Michael? What is his name? Vince McMahon. I'm the Vince McMahon of fantasy. It would just, it would just not work. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a blessing and a curse to be that way, mm-hmm. honestly, because I've spent entirely too much time in my right. life on fantasy but football we are thankful for drafts. That. As your uh, <laughs> as different as participants in this league, it gets it's like it's an addiction. I can't turn it off, and it right. gets to another place. And and really, more than anything, it's. Just so, um, I don't know. I mean, you guys might accidentally go, wow, that was cool. <laughs> you know, two seconds of just like looking yeah. at it and saying, well, man, th- th- we've never had that before. So but here's that's the thing. why. With a commissioner, and you, well, I mean, I know you know this, but you never get any credit 
but you always will get the blame. <laughs> is that right? I mean, for the no, most part, you guys have been pretty good. I mean, I, mean, I, I get gift year cards we gave you and a $10 stuff. Gift card to like, like to TJ Maxx or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> hey, man, thank you so much for doing all this because you do all you put it all together. You give us notebooks, and every year it's set up, and we have our name tags and and name badges and shit. It's like, dude, it is like the most organized, well run. I don't, I've never worked for a company that's been this organized. It's just so <laughs> right there. And even though we can possibly get frustrated with you, like, oh, uh, that's not a rule. This, you know, whatever it might be. Sometimes we'll just find shit to bitch about. <laughs> no, and not it y'all. Drives you nuts. I know, but <laughs> dude, your organizational skills are second to none. Well, thanks. I, you know. And, I'm telling you right now, as a huge fantasy football um, player, as a fantasy football legend, as one that's won more championships than anybody in the history of our league, which is true, right? I thank you for it because, man, you you set me up for success. Well, and, and, and without your organization, there is no Ty King <laughs> fantasy champion. See, I'm feeling really uncomfortable in this section right now I, for some reason. See, because I was thinking we were going to talk a little bit more about like your lack of foot speed. And, really? and yeah, I well, thought we were. I mean, yeah, I mean we were going to break it down from a fantasy perspective. I mean, you know, this this when when you talk about our league, I mean, for twenty years we we drafted these things, and it's gone from uh, apartments uh, yep. to bachelor pads to garages, to, to, to garages yep. and we were at we were at uh, uh, we've been kicked out of the embassy suites yes, um, because we you know grown men are too obnoxious. We've been at the tech club. Um, we've done all kinds of think man caves but i think no doubt the sweet spot in our career our our history was we we started doing a draft in spur because i have a cousin that lives down there and has a hunting lodge and so that and so it was a weekend getaway for us all and yeah um we could all have we had places to sleep yeah it was a great great place we we would have cookout and we would all hang out and drink way too much and spend spend all weekend together but Occasionally, those those late nights would inspire people to take on challenges that they were past. And huh? one night, you and my cousin got it on in a yes. foot race. And yes, we did. You you would not have been a first round pick in that. In if we were doing a fantasy if track we were team, picking like a left guard. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna come out real quick, you know, just ah, you know. Yeah, but, but you wouldn't want to pull on the sweep based out of how you no, how you no, handled no. that transition and, from I mean, dirt to grass. Yeah. You wouldn't okay. have been very good in the Oakland Coliseum with the infield. No. I would not have been. And, and let's just face facts, though, that I, I, I feel like I was pushed down by your cousin. But he was ahead of you. But there was some, there was some contact there. And so I fell down. So I, the race is null and void. I, there's so, no clear-cut winner because it was never a clear-cut race. So we so, have this yes, foot race. What, what happened is, is that, yes, late at night, me and Shane Shelbert, his cousin, just started talking about who's faster. And I said, well, bitch, I'm faster. You let's go out and race. I don't remember who challenged who, but I'm pretty sure it sounds like me that I would. I mean, it sounds yeah. like something I would do. Yeah. You know, I don't know that. It might have been Shane, but it sounds like something I would say. Right. That I was like, well, let's go outside and race. So we went out and raced in the front yard of this hunting lodge in pure grass. And the race was to go around a tree, I think, and right. come back. Yeah, down by I the pond. I never made it to the tree. No. No. You couldn't handle the transition from the grass yard to the gravel right. driveway. Exactly. You were having a hard time with and that. I didn't understand that was going to be part of the 
part of the race. Yeah. So I think that's you, a problem. You didn't think it was, you didn't know it was going to be off road? No. Yeah. I didn't know that it was going to be, I wasn't going to have a cross trainers on. You know, I was like straight up, hey man, I'm going to be in my cleats. Yeah. Track spikes. Track spikes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So, um, <laughs> pretty memorable moment. Yeah. Of we've the had draft. some good stuff. We've had some good times, man. That It's funny because in our fantasy football league, the, it's really, it is, I mean, yes, we're competitive. It's not even for that much money. It really isn't. No, no. It, it, it was, it's funny because we're basically competing for the same amount of money that we did 20 years ago. Right. And 20 years ago, for a bunch of college kids, it was a well, lot of money. It was an obscene amount of money yes, for college kids. it was stupid, kids. actually. Right. And we've, but now, it's more important to have the trophy or to have the bragging rights, and that's it. it yeah. The money is cool, but it's like, mm, I mean, you know, yeah. it's not the... It's not the motivating factor. No, the money has zero motivation yes. for, for for me, anyways. Yeah, I mean, me it's, it's, it's like, straight up yeah. about bragging rights mm-hmm. and not being the butt of the jokes. And yeah, well, we've had a, a lot of fun with that. And dude, I want to thank you for that because fantasy has been so cool. And dude, for years, man, we had we met up at Fox and a Hound on Sundays, yeah. and, and it was just you. We'd be like four or five of us. But another thing is, is that with our league. As we started growing up through college and growing and then getting jobs and moving for such a long time, we had three or four guys that lived in different places of the country. They would fly back in yeah. for the draft. And we still have that happen yeah. to this day. I mean, still, Dusty Inlaw flies from Vegas every right. year to get back in. The, you know, he's, you know, last year was an exception because right. of the uh, quarantine, but uh, the pandemic. But, dude, we have people that fly. Like, it's an event. Like, the draft is an event. It's a, it's a, it's not just a two-hour thing where it's just like, hey, draft your players. We're all getting out of here. It is a, it's a long, ceremony, yeah. and, it's a, and it's something we look forward to. And, dude, it's so fun. And it's so harmless as far as, uh, you know, we could be doing a lot worse things. You yes, know what I'm saying? we could be. So, and, uh, but most people probably wouldn't understand it. But yeah. 20 years investment in your life is, yeah. is one thing. But it's really more about just um, – fellowship and the camaraderie yeah, and getting is. together and having a good 100%, time but uh, 100 yeah okay thank and i just wanted to as just, i'm sitting here putting my drink down on your saquon barkley <laughs> yeah, well, nude post yeah. nude coaster because well, one of our well. fantasy champions made a coaster with saquon barkley doing nude, nude leg presses nude leg presses yeah so and that's that was what usually the champion gives a gift and I think I started that, but whatever. I started D. <laughs> Probably because you were the champion every year. Pretty according much, to you. yeah. And and now I think I started the thing where the champion gives a gift every year. You don't. It's not. You don't have to. But uh, Jeremy Inlaw won two years ago, which he had won last year also. Yeah. Which he's won three now, and he's like he cannot win this year. So because that's I've won four, and I've won the most of anybody. So just to let everybody know. Jeremy Inlow cannot win this year. Like he, it, whatever happens, I will trade everything I've got <laughs> to make to sure keep that he does from not winning. win. But when he won like two years ago, whatever it was, uh, his gift to the league was, which is a crazy funny. And I, I interviewed his wife. She was on my podcast, and I didn't ask her about this, and I'm so pissed. <laughs> but for his gift to the league, he gave everybody a coaster of Saquon Barkley, who's his best player. Naked, and he can't see anything, but he's naked. He's doing a leg press. Yeah, and he gave coasters to the whole league, and it's Saquon Bartley lathered up, you know, oiled up, leg pressing, and he's nude. But you know, and the greatest thing about that is that he said he told Andy, his wife, 
to go to the to the Photoshop. Those. Yeah, <laughs> to order those at Walmart. And yeah, and she had the two girls, the two little girls, and they're just like, and the lady at Walmart's like, no, we can't do this. <laughs> and then he says, she remembers, like, she remembers like Brooklyn going, why can't we get these? What's wrong, mom? What's wrong? And, she, and Danny's like, I can't explain it to you. We can't do these. So yeah. I order them online. Okay, whatever. All right. So, but man, I do appreciate you being our, our commissioner. Hey, and the draft's coming up. Yeah. Fantasy football. You just made a big trade today. Mm-hmm. You have the fifth overall pick now. Yeah. Who do you take? You have, what, what I, have, you have? I have third, fourth, and fifth pick. You have the third pick, the fourth pick, and the fifth pick. Any, you want to give me any insight of what you might be doing here? Yeah. I'm picking third, fourth, and fifth. That's, that's you're about get, all you're okay. getting. All right. Well, that's what I expected. <laughs> so, to that, uh, all this like coincides just right here because. We started the podcast talking about video games, basically. Yep. And if anybody ever played video games with us, which is only like a handful of people, but whoever was playing, if you were playing Dallas, let's just say, yep. or Nick, you're playing, I would commentate the game. Like, of course, there's commentators on the game, but sometimes we'd just turn it down, and I could commentate the game. I would do the whole game, and it was more personalized between you and and right. then, or if I was playing against Nick, you would sit back there. Or if Nick and Dallas were playing, we would do it together. Like right. We would just commentate the whole video game. And it was so awesome. And you really do have a gift of language. You know, you do. And as, as do I, which I can accept and acknowledge. And so you started, you got asked to be the, uh, play by, or the, the color guy for Shallow Water Football, which right. your kids go to Shallow Water now. Right. And so, which is a small town just north of Lubbock for my international listeners. <laughs> just like, <laughs> hey, man, I wish I was nationwide. Was, hey, we probably will nation, be this year. Dude, the, Live nation, stream. International, dude. Yeah. I've got like n- nine people that listen in Germany. That's awesome. I have no clue what's going on. And there, and like five, well, I have like a, a Somebody in Canada listens every every episode. Like really? It's, it, yeah. And and like I said, I, I don't know who it is, but and in, I'm in 30, 30 or thirty one states, and that's including District Columbia, not including District Columbia, but I do have District Columbia and Puerto Rico. Wow. Yeah. Which don't get me started. I think it should be states, but whatever. I'm not going to get into that political discussion. Good, because I don't know the answer. Yeah, me either. And, and that's the thing. Like, that's the, what I just told you is as much as I know. In depth. Right. But so you were the, you got asked to be the color guy. And people that know that West Texas football is a big deal. You played. I played. We know it. And Shallow Water is a perfect um, microcosm of West Texas football. Mm-hmm. And. So you did that for for basically a year as the color guy. Yeah, started out like six six first six games as the color guy, and right. then the play by play guy went down. And so okay, that's well, when wait, I made my call. But, but but back up. Yeah, I've done like over a hundred games on yes. the radio for high school football. Right, but not not as the play by play guy. I'm usually just a sideline reporter. I'm quick on my feet. I can come to you know, and and so but. But whatever. So, but anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just wanted to say that. Like, it's not like I'm just you know getting green. I'm not you know. Right. No. Yeah. So six weeks into it, you know, our our play by play man um, it, it ran into some health issues, and so the sort of 
and, you know, somebody had to take it over. And uh, so that responsibility kind of came to me and they were like, well, can you, can you handle this? Can you handle that? Can you do this? And so I said, yeah, I think I can do the play by play stuff, but I'm going to need a color guy that I know knows what he's doing. So I called you and yeah, you had, you know, stepped away from the friendship stuff um, that year. And uh, so I said, Hey man, you know, when we used to do this with Madden, this is a chance for us to do it for real. Won't you come get in the booth with me? And yep. so you did, and we finished it out on the radio there and uh, uh, that season. And then, you know, of course, we get the COVID stuff changing the rules now in the UIL, and so we get to move to a live stream. Now we got yeah. live stream broadcasts of the yeah. football games. And, but we did all last uh, season. Yeah. But, but I can remember, dude, the first game we did together was in Muleshoe, Texas. <laughs> and, like, well, first off – we're on the second deck of the visitor's stands, and let me tell you about how big Muleshoe is. It's, I mean, you got to be going there to get there yeah. kind of deal. Okay, it's a small, that smaller West Texas town away right. from everything. And then there's a lightning delay. Yes. And we're, the, let me tell you what the press box looks like on the visitor's side. It is a tin can. Yes. Yes. And, and we're on the top floor. And we're on the top floor, in and in 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 we're in a lightning delay. And I've never seen shallow water play. What if that's okay, dude? I can I can uh, improvise and be okay, but it's still tough. And you were transitioning to be a play by play guy, which is tough, right? And, and so, but man, when the game started, shit, man, I never felt more comfortable. Honestly, in my entire life, you and I can just. I could, I hate to keep bringing up Matt Damon like in Goodwill Hunting, but when he, he she's like, how can you just um, do long division math and do molecular biology and he goes i don't know but just like i could always play mozart could sit down on a piano and just play right and he could and dude that's what i felt like you and i could just sit in a booth and we could just play right and that's the way it's been from that point until you know yeah and hopefully we'll it'll it'll keep going you know we we're the school took over the broadcast and so now it'll be shallow water sports network and Mm -hmm. you and i are going to be in the booth again so it'll be fun and if you hate if you don't like man my buddy dave tourist in california yeah he listens to us all the time or watches yeah and dude he's like dude this is so badass because he's in california and he's like man this is west Texas, but you guys are great i mean and I get that compliment all the time. People that David Collier was like, "Dude, yeah, yeah, he'll listen to us," you know. And he's just like, "Y'all are, are really, really good." And that's that's a that's a testament to you. But what is your favorite moment with us between us in the booth? Do you have one? Like, if you could, think yeah, of- you know, it. Yes, I I can perfectly. Um, yeah. you, you know, the the Bo Brockman red shoes. We had a player that wore red <laughs> shoes, and uh, we we kind of teased him about his red shoes and different things like that. And we made several, uh, you know, um, that just. Uh, Dorothy references, yeah. Yeah. you know, and Wizard of Oz type stuff, and and it's funny because as soon as you said it, I knew where I was going with the joke, and you knew where I was going yeah. with the joke, and yeah. it just kind of keeps going like that. And yeah. there's there's a lot of things that we do that people don't know right. are jokes between me and you, right. and it's funny. Now and the community of Shallowater is starting to pick up on some of that yep. stuff, and and so they kind of they, they I have questions every now and then from those kids that go back and watch the game watch or the from game, a yeah. parent or something like that, and they'll say, "Yeah, you'll say, well, there's a story behind that <laughs> somehow." Yeah, there's a story so, behind a lot of it. Yeah, yeah there is. And uh, but man, it's so cool, man, to do that. I'm so glad you asked me to do that because you know, like, there's a reason why I started this podcast. I needed a creative outlet. I just right. need something. But you know that 
that is also the same way for me. I mean, man, just us sitting in the booth and, and, and I love that atmosphere. I love high school football yeah. and just the, you know, smelling the nacho cheese out of the concession stand and, you know, the mums and the cheerleaders. I, mean, I take all that pageantry in and all my sensories are just, if that's a word, are just firing on all cylinders. And I love that. But man, it, it takes a person like you that can just uh, describe what's happening out there. I mean, you have no track. I, I went to school to do this. And I mean, not really, there's not a class you can take to say, hey, this is how you be a uh, play-by-play guy, or this is right. how you be a color commentator, but, but you're familiar with the process of everything. And that's what I went to school to be, and, I, and I've even done it. You know, to, right. But man, to watch you just step in and do it, like really just, I mean, it's like, dude, it's like putting you on a bicycle that you've ridden a thousand times, man. I'm impressed by what you do, and, uh, and sometimes I sit there and I listen to you. And I've, I've I've commentated a lot of good games with a lot of good play by play announcers and and uh, and some bad but whatever and some I've play by play announced before and I'm not very good at doing play by play but to watch you do what you do and to explain how it's going and you'll hear me sometimes like after a big touchdown or something we go to commercial and I'm like dude you nailed it yeah. you nailed that call that was badass so it's it's just a man sometimes it's just fun for me to. This is kind of weird. Man, I'm not just sitting here trying to gas you up. But, you know, <laughs> I was so proud of you in, in high school when you were a badass. I was so proud of you in football and in college when you were a badass. Um, you know, I'm proud of you. But, you know, I look at you whenever. I'm, sometimes I'm just like, dude, I'm proud of you, man. Because that, that, that's badass. Like what you just said was badass. Right. And, you know, but then I bring myself back to reality. And I'm like, okay, i got to say something dumb just to bring us back down. To, so, but, man, it's just so fun, man. We do, and, and it's a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah, no, we have, we have a, lot of, a lot of great compliments on, on what we're doing out there. And, um, you know, it's a big – I owe you a big, uh, a, a big thank you because, I, I mean, there's a lot of it. Ty, that I, you know, I didn't know how to do, and I, I didn't know how to structure and different things like that. And if you either had the answer or a resource we could use, somebody yeah. you knew, it's Andy true. Penny, uh, somebody yeah. like that, David Collier, yeah. um, that we could call and, and get questions to. So um, right. you've been a big part of the reason why it's so good. And, you know, uh, hopefully we keep getting to do it for a long, long, long time on yeah. the sidelines. It's It's been a lot of fun. I, it has been. I, I will say um, it's, bad for my ocd um <laughs> you know it's, it's so that's bad for it i'm like <laughs> you have everything down and like all of this put together like i i love that because it fits my personality perfect because i just have to show up <laughs> and i show up and i just start talking basically right. I mean, we'll, we'll do some pre-game uh don't get me don't get me wrong because right. i like to do right. pre-game planning and pre-game work and yeah. to understand what we're gonna do there's a lot of that goes into that but pretty much i just like for us to just for me just to be able to sit down and just i can do my thing right which is you know by god it might be like hey it's like getting a watermelon at the at the <laughs> supermarket and you get it home you don't know what you're getting i said that one time i think in, in a game and and i don't know where i come up with that shit but you allow me to come up with that shit yeah. just to say like, well and i know. like the you know i like the jerry king if you can't get fired up for this game your wood must be wet <laughs> exactly. i mean there's there's so many things yeah. that yeah. that you just being a coach's kid and being around sports yep. and being around coaches and little zingers and things like that you <laughs> exactly. picked up on yep. uh, cuz uh, you know uh, for people that 
that have been around Texas high school football and been in locker rooms and, you know, a lot of the guys that have played and different things like that's the part of it you miss, right? You right. miss, you miss the camaraderie, you miss the conversations. The yeah. talk, I mean, yeah, it's great to catch the touchdown pass or whatever yeah. and all that, but it's about the people that are in that locker room with you. And those are yeah. the things that are really said to you by these great high school coaches. They, they yeah. say these crazy things that <laughs> stick in your hey gosh we yeah. gotta get the hay in the barn yeah i mean you know yeah. and yeah like listen i've never shoveled hay in my life yeah, but but you know um, what that means yeah and you knew exactly what that was what yeah. he was talking about. And, exactly. and so it just kind of yeah. goes perfect for okay what man doing. let's get yeah. to some emails because okay you're gonna set a record <laughs> yeah well we knew that was happening we knew exactly i knew that was going to happen because like i think mark youngblood was my longest one like uh like it was over two hours. We're over two hours now. But you know what? Here's my thing is I don't, don't even give a shit how long it is because it, it's worth it. Well, they can watch it in um, segments. Let's, let's just start with Jeff Lillicotch. He said um, uh, he was the first one to email in. He said his okay. first career uh, tech touchdown was an out and up uh, versus with Zebby versus A&M 1995, I think. Uh, he did, that's true. We already talked about that. Right. So we don't have to get to that. Um, was he inbounds on the first half TD? Against Kansas State in '96, so yes, he, yes, and yes. and he goes, does he have any memory of the last play? Ball touching my no. hands, yeah. Yep. And he goes, I cringe. He shot video. He was there. He right. shot. I, he goes, I cringed shooting the video of it. Right. So that is all to let people know. Yeah. And uh, Jeff was around for a lot of stuff. So <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. All right. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate you, Elon. And dude, he's such a nice guy to me, man. For and and my. Uh, in my podcast, poor guy yeah. has to listen to all two hours to get the answer. To get to his, well, that's why because well, we talked about but it in every why, segment. Dude, it's a, dude, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a strategy. Yeah, I'm going to get you your emails, but it's just going to be at the end. Man, with um, Mark Youngblood, and I, I, I told people at the end, I go, "Hey, if you made it all the way through uh, in one sitting." I want you to email me or text me just to let me know because I don't think anybody did. I had like three people. Like, dude. That was awesome. Boy Blake Damo, he went, he goes, well, I listened to it from one hour drive into the gym. He goes, I got to the gym, and I didn't listen to it while I was walking into the parking lot. But I did listen when I got in the gym. He goes, is that one sitting? I go, dude, that's one sitting. I don't give a damn what anybody says. So, anyway, all right, Mark Youngblood has a question. Okay. Cappy. Awesome. Yeah. You guys, I mean, and we never even touched on baseball. No, we didn't. High school baseball. No, we didn't. But And there's so many good stories. You might have to do a part two. Uh, Mark Youngblood wants to know, Donnie Hart, which high school baseball coach would Donnie say was his favorite? Uh, coach Coleman. Coach no Coleman. doubt. Yeah, yeah. no yeah. doubt. That dude. Who, who could rip you better, Bobby, Coleman, or Winder, if you had to rank those at three? Scariest? Scariest. Uh, probably Coach Coleman. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was he was drill sergeant esque. Yep. Yes. It was very you know, but it was very uh, you know, it was high school rated, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like PG thirteen. Okay, yeah. like yeah. the vernacular he would use, the the right. words that came. I mean, he didn't talk to you like Winder was like yeah. you, you had to be X rated, yeah. like right to yeah. understand. But um, but yeah, and it was respectful. You know, like the hands would go behind the back, so he would never like be a threat to grab a face mask if you of course it was baseball so you didn't have a face mask but the bill of the cap was like right up in your face oh gosh and there was probably some tobacco juice that would fly from (laughs) from from time to time so yeah coach coleman no doubt and it's funny because during that time like you were it you know you were in trouble if you were looking to coach uh roger for consoling yeah. After you got your ass chewed by Coach Coleman, you'd look over to Coach Roger, and Coach Roger ain't want to be like, hey, man, it's cool. You're going to be all right. Coach Roger would have that tobacco juice going, 
you better get your shit together. (laughs) But it felt good for him to say that because you really thought after Coach Coleman was done, like, you might be the worst ever. Right. Well, I I think he did tell me that one time in a baseball game, in a (laughs) JV baseball game. I was playing first base. And and then why was he there? I don't know. He shouldn't even have been in our JV baseball game. But he was in the dugout, whatever. I'm playing first base. Somebody hits a pop fly. It's right in front of our dugout, Right. right in front of Steve Coleman. Which you're already nervous in him because he's there. Right. And I, it's one of those deals where I overran it and it's right in front of the deck. Like I'm in the, in the on deck circle and it lands behind me, you know? Right. And uh, I'm like, oh God. And as soon as that ball hit the ground, Coach Coleman goes, God dang, King. My kids make that play. <laughs> and, and here's the thing is his kids were like five and seven. And they probably do. And, he, and, and I was like, dude, he's right. They, they, they probably could make that catch. And I was just like, damn, so dude. My f- and, and, and it was the smallest. It was like the, 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 the uh, it was the most lonesome walk back to first base from, I mean, I'm right there. Yeah. And I was like, please, God. I just want, I was like, I don't know who was pitching, but I was like, just strike him out. Just strike. I don't want, there's not going to be any more balls to be put in play right now. I just want them to strike him out. Because I'll tell you right now, they had a ground ball and, I the, and they threw it over to me. I probably right. would have dropped it. Because you could not even, but he was right. His right. kids would make that play, yeah. and I should make that play. No, so I have to tell this story, and Cappy probably remembers this. But we were playing Plainview in the district game in a district game at Plainview, and we were smashing Plainview. I mean, we were beating them by like nine or ten runs, and um, it was late in the game, like maybe the sixth inning or something like that. And I was the second leading hitter on the team in terms of average. Now, I, I don't necessarily think I was the second best hitter at that mm-hmm. time. I was a sophomore, and I, you know, we were a really good baseball team. And a lot of good um, players. A lot team. of good tip players. But so I, you know, but I had a pretty good high average, and, and I drove in some, some runs and different things like that, and we had some guys on base, and I looked down there, and it was like in a kind of a meaningless situation, and I looked down for the sign, and he gave me a bunt sign. Mm-hmm. And now, Coach growing Coleman. up, I have never bunted really. No. I mean, you know, I'm I always hit in the middle of the lineup. I'm the guy that drives in the runs. Yeah. And so he gives me this bunt sign, and so I foul the first one off, and I reach. Down, I look down there for the second, you know, for the second in between the first and second pitch, and he doesn't even go through the process of hiding the signs. I mean, no. he literally gives me the, the bunt, bunt sign. sign. Like, That's he, it. Like he look, he probably yells it at you. Yeah, like, like Donnie Hart. But yes, yeah. the next pitch comes in. I foul that pitch off. Yeah, I look down after the second pitch, and he has got his back turned, and he is like halfway down the left field line. Oh, like gosh. he's not even looking oh, at me. Oh gosh, they could have thrown it over the backstop, and I was going to swing. Okay, and yeah. so they yeah. they threw a they threw a little curveball in the dirt. I swung, struck out. Yeah. Um, I think he told me to take that bat and shove it. He didn't want to ever see it again, that at bat. And uh, so I get out to right field, um, you know, after the inning's over, and we balls in, we're getting ready to go, time out. He takes me out of the game. I had to jog back in front of the entire place. (laughs) Okay. And you know that was on purpose. So it was humiliating. And so you're like, oh, man, I totally screwed up. Well, the next day at practice, we get there and – we had batting practice was right off the bat BP and that we always hit in groups. And so the first three hitters in the lineup hit together and then four, five and six, I was always in group two. Well, I wasn't in group two and I wasn't in group three and then I wasn't even in group four five or six. And so I'm like, coach, you know, I'm not, I'm not on the BP order. Right. You know, and he goes, no, you're coming with me. 
And I went to the cage for the entire practice and bunted off of a pitching machine with the manager feeding the pitching machine for the whole practice. Okay. And, and like, I mean, those guys wore me out from the yeah. outfield. Yeah, I'm, I, you I'm know, sure that, that it was because you're a sophomore. Yes, and there's guys like BJ Creer and and and, and probably Gomez well, too, right? Or, and Youngblood and Youngblood and those guys are just. And Michael Salcedo, yeah, those guys are just. They were wearing me out. Yeah, but like what Benson, was funny? Yeah. Um, what's funny is during that playoff run, I got three sacrifice bunts down that led to us scoring runs that one game. So you talk about a guy who had a vision for what was, mm-hmm. might have to happen down yeah. the road. I mean, so at the time, I will tell you, it wasn't real fun, right? right. But right. but now looking back how, on it, boy, yeah. you can impress. You, it's you can appreciate how sometimes that. that shit happens. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we look at coaches, and I would love for kids to to know, to know that. Like, God, there's a reason why. Right. They're doing it because I, I did the same thing, man. I had a hard time with some of the coaches I had with in high school. Like, with why, why, what, really? Right. I mean, I'm not shooting 300 free throws today. This is bullshit. You know. I mean, <laughs> yep. and it was you needed to do that. And, right. But um, yeah, man. And, and we didn't even really touch. It was the greatest friendship baseball team that's ever ever been assembled. Yeah. For the state championship, didn't quite get there. But dude, you you were starting. Yep. On that team and. And uh, I mean, we talked a lot about football, but uh, I didn't mean to go on from a baseball tangent. But Mark, it was Mark's fault. He well, asked yeah, that question. Okay, he did. So, uh, he also wants to know who's the fastest runner in the Hart household. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> currently, <laughs> yeah, that's what he wants to know. Oh man, currently, okay. Well, it de- listen, the distance is going to play a factor in okay. the race. Okay, Bowie's so it's pretty quick. If, yes, but <laughs> if you can keep it, if you can keep it to. 20 meters, I'm still in the race, mm-hmm. but anything over over that, Mackie's that Mackie's got, got me now. Man, what an so, awesome year that was, but, man. Yeah, she's she's in a different level, and yeah. I'll, I'll so tell fun. you, so uh, fun. the the distant, you know, she obviously is, uh, obviously, I mean, she made it to state in three events and uh, as a freshman and got yeah. second in the 400 and sixth in the 200, and so at those distances, I've got no chance. It's, yeah. it's a whitewash. Yeah. So, well, yeah. What fun that was, man! Yeah, and I, you know, it's almost like I'm getting to relive me, man. Because and I love that shit, and like I'm getting to relive that proud, that pride. Yeah, and that's a it's a really cool. F- I tell people all tell I tell when I talk to uh, kids sometimes. Uh, some coaches will have me, and I don't know why to have a like a, a pep talk for them. Or um, Coach Duncan has done it, and guys at, in high school, Coach uh, McFerrin. But one of the coolest emotions that you don't feel as a high school kid, yep, is pride. Yep. And I, when I'm talking about pride, I'm talking about being proud of somebody. Right. It's funny how you don't really feel that till you get older. Right. And like, because if your buddy does something awesome, you're excited and, and all that stuff. But are you ever really like, man, I'm so proud of that person. Like you are as a parent. Right. Or like I, said, like I was as an uncle. But man, I can honestly say for me personally, yep. like I was always, I felt that emotion. I was always proud of you. I was always proud of you know Kendrick, whatever. I was proud of the people that I, and I still get that way. You know, when somebody does something great with their life, I'm like, dude, I'm so proud. That's so cool. I'm not saying I'm the I'm a better person because of it. Yeah, maybe I am a little bit, but no, I'm just playing. But when I saw Mackie like yeah. doing her thing, man, I was just like, dude, I'm so proud of that girl. And it just makes me like I can just remember my mom and I we recorded her episode. On win, lose, or tie, yeah, and it was the night of the state track meet. And dude, we got off and we we 
we logged on to Lindsay's Facebook. I mean, just right. so we could watch her run. <laughs> and we're yelling in her apartment like we were there. Right. And I just love that, man, because she's awesome. And But see, the thing is, like, Sydney, your oldest daughter, man, yep. she's a good cheerleader. And she's, like, probably the best person in your house. Yeah. I mean... That's debatable. She's at that age now, you <laughs> well, know. I mean, but but, whatever, to, but to everybody but yeah. me, yes. Yeah. No, I, I'll but, tell but, you. No, and I kid. I, love, I mean, I get along with Sydney so well. I mean, I love her. Yeah, like we, and uh, she's and easy I, to get. She, along she's with. amazing. And then it's like you know, Mackie. Of course, I can just you know I'm talking about her being in track and it'll be basketball now. Yeah, and then. You don't even have to try to be Brinkley's friend, right? No, you'd have to try not to be Brinkley's friend, right? Your your uh, your youngest daughter, yes. I mean, that girl's got more personality than me. Yes. And that's a lot of personality. Yeah, she is a live wire for sure. Yes. Um, you know, they're all, it's funny because you talk about pride and, and you know, obviously um, we talked about a lot of the things that I got to do, but I, it's been more fun, I think, for me and a hell of a lot more stressful um, doing it from as a parent because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with Sydney, I mean, you talk about a kid who will give you every inch of effort and and try that she has Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes it's it's really really good especially when you're talking about like gymnastics and Mm -hmm. cheer and different things like that and then you know but you know basketball wise maybe she wasn't the greatest basketball player ever you know but she she's trying her best and working her hardest and so you get so much pride in watching her um kind of pave her way and then Mackie yep. you know Mackie on the track she says she she said at one point this year I think something she was trying to 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 give me some props because I spent a lot of time working with her and training yep. her because yep. and, and listen tracks for was foreign to me right you spent a lot of time at, at state track meets and around yep. that stuff and so you knew what those athletes were like yep Man, I played baseball right. to get out of running track, right? But you were also fast, though, but not, not but, track fast, but, right? Yeah. Under, I mean, you never really ran, ran, ran. I, ran, I never really ran one to see what I could run. Right. And so I have a totally different respect for people now after I've been in those track meets yeah. and I've seen the pressure that they're under. I mean, it's just incredible. And yeah. and and for her to be able to do some of the things she she said made some comment like she got it from me and I, I just told her, I said, Listen, I'm I'm gonna be straight with you. You got way more guts on that yeah. track than I ever I think had. She got it from me. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say that Mackie got it from me, even though we have no relation. Yeah. And you know, and I give a lot of that credit to Lindsay because yeah. Lindsay, Lindsay Lindsay was a runner yeah. and was a track competitor, and so right she now. she she was she was competitive. And then, you know, Brinkley may end up, you know, right there with Mackie in terms of speed and different things mm-hmm. like that. She's really fast for her age, but and so we'll not. see. And she yeah, might not, knows? but she's she's great at what yeah. she does. And then the little man. Dude. Like has opened my eyes to a whole new world I didn't even know existed. Yeah. Like we're we're it's, into superheroes yes. and goblins and it's funny man because you know what I, I look at all of your kids and um, I don't know if this is weird but I, I relate most with Bodie. <laughs> I, I think he and I have the I, there's something about the youngest child. I think my mom would say something about that too. Right. Like the youngest child is probably the most rambunctious and the most out there. Yeah. That's not always true because I don't believe in like um, astrology signs and that kind of bullshit. But but I think there's something to the youngest that there's a dynamic there with older people, right. older siblings, and 
But I look at Bodie and I, and dude, I relate to that kid. I'm like, dude, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and, and, and he is fascinated with King Kong versus Godzilla. And, fascinated by it, and he loves bad guys. I'm a little and, concerned about that, that, dude. That's okay, man. I loved Darth Vader <laughs> when I was his age, man. Darth Vader was my jam. I know, dude, but look shit. at you. You ended up being like a Pistons fan and all these things. <laughs> like true. we gotta, we gotta break. <laughs> like I gotta get him back into the. That's so funny. He's gotta come back from the dark side a I little mean, bit. You know, I don't know. If, I think I turned out okay, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay, I, I'm not even going to argue that. Okay, David Collier wants to know. Okay, he, he said he wants. We kind of answered it. He said, "Who else recruited you?" Yeah. But if not Tech, who? If you had your Ooh. choice, if you had, you could have had your choice. Now, yeah, that, let me put it to you that way. That's probably a better question because Oklahoma State offered you. You had TCU kind of offered, but if you had your choice to play. If I could have said I'm playing here, anyway, if they would have recruited yeah, me. Whatever. Don't, don't do, do you don't want do me it. to give an honest answer, yes, or do I have to honestly. say what I know the masses would want me to say? I want you to say honestly, because I'm not here for the bullshit. It, this, this okay, is, there's no way you could say no to Austin. There's no way you could say no to the Burn Orange. I mean, let's just be real. I mean, that well, I this think podcast is over. Thank you for joining <laughs> us, everybody. And I know, and it drives me nuts to to the, to know that. But yeah. yeah, I mean, when I hear people like. David say you know when when David was coming up from friendship like you know it was going to be like ooh you know he could follow to Texas Tech yeah. and following my yeah. and he went to Texas like I remember being so offended like golly that dude just went to Texas and Mason Walters went to Texas yes. and and yeah. you know uh, Sage Thames went to Texas and, 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 and Kendall, and, Kendall okay. and all that and you're just like Ugh. but yeah. but yeah I don't blame him yeah I know I, I know. can hear you okay well Damn it, maybe I shouldn't ask that. Especially Smith, now they're in Casey the SEC. Case, uh, Casey Ketchett Smith's husband, who's the greatest guy. Yep. Like, um, was the hardest you've ever been hit in a football game? And he says, I have two in mind, but there could be others I don't know about. And he says, <laughs> one, Kojak, two, Bates. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> well, I don't know who Bates is. I, but, I, I bet he's thinking Mario, oh, Mario Bates, the, the, but the, it was Mario oh, Smith. Oh, Mario Smith, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Coach I, didn't really ever hit you. He hit didn't you. really ever hit me. Hit me. He just beat me on a fade route and yeah. And he told, told me you about he was going to do it beforehand. Yeah. And then he did it. And he and, did it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And That's you know what's funny is he ended up at Oklahoma, and so I ended up playing against him at OU. Yeah. And his senior day, we beat him at OU. There and you go. I, I scored exactly. a touchdown. So there you take go. that, Kojak. Exactly. I'm gonna so. tell you what. I did not beat Kojak at any point in time. <laughs> that dude was pretty impressive back oh, in the day. By wasn't the way, he? can I can I tell you? Can I just because I want to. I don't know what you're going to say here because it could be bad. I don't know, but so you didn't decide to play basketball, you right? Know, but what you could have. There's no, there's n- nobody denies the fact that you could have played basketball on a varsity level with on the team that my senior year or even after. But you always sit in the student section. When I got in that game, boy, <laughs> you were shooting. And, hey, I mean, man, I, you never know what was going to happen. <laughs> I mean, yes. No, I want you to keep talking about that. Oh, yeah, I, I could throw some, I could throw some crazy passes and shit. <laughs> yeah, Dude, but I'm gonna tell you right now. But people knew that when they when I got in the game, you didn't know to go. You did. You weren't going to the bathroom. You had, you had a like a, you had like a um, like just a like twinkle of like Jason Williams in your game. Like, yeah, like very small twinkle, just, but yes. just just like a little bit of because it kind of had a little street in it, and it was yeah. a little bit. 
and but then you would bust out the black tornado and everybody was out the window because yeah. that that was it was unguardable. Yeah, exactly. It's one of the most unstoppable moves that there ever was ever. And, and really, I, I LeBron I, and I invented it. Yeah, and I, I don't know. Maybe you've seen it from another player or whatever. But I will tell you right now that I invented it. I think you could work it into LeBron's repertoire. Yeah. Well, and speaking I think of, it, I always wear this chain. Yeah. When I podcast, and I call it LeBron's chain. Because it's not really gold, it's just like the bronze. It's like bronze. And I found it in the bottom of my backpack, an old ass backpack. But 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 just to just to tell you, like you were always in the stands watching whenever because yep. we were a good basketball team. Great my basketball senior. Team. Yeah. yeah. And uh but but you knew and I mean this is really my goal because I didn't play a whole lot. And I mean, I'm saying that generously too. But when I got in the game, people were like, Hey, yeah, we better watch this shit. It could be for the last 30 seconds of the half, or it could be the last 30 seconds of the first quarter, or it could be the last 10 seconds of the game, or up by 20. Yep. But the shit was about to go down. And, <laughs> There's and, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. And and what's funny is that y'all loved it, man. Y'all were, y'all were I think y'all are partly at fault because y'all wanted me to get in the game to do some dumb shit. Yeah, well, but, you know, that was part of the entertainment value when you're yeah. that age, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, and you guys were awesome. You were good. So <laughs> we're most good. of the games were pretty boring. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Y'all were winning most yeah. of them and, and pretty Dana easy. And or Zach one or, or, or Kendrick or doing something yeah. crazy. I mean, so we and, needed yeah. somebody to come yeah. in and spice and it and up a little bit. you see them white socks come in, those socks pull all the way up. Throw the then, fundamentals out. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. the shorts hanging down. It was like an NBA All-Star game it when you came kind in. Of, yeah, exactly. I was, it was more of a rock and jock thing for me. <laughs> Yeah, maybe so. Maybe maybe like the cube three on three. Yeah, exactly. I was like, bring the uh, bring the twenty point goal down from the top. Yeah, I'm gonna try to make that. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever. All right. I do appreciate you. You were always like so cool. But uh, who hit, the hardest hit was Mario. Yeah, Mario Smith. But I don't really remember it yeah. too much, Chad. So it, it wasn't all that painful. I Damn. will say that. Damn, that's. Mm, I know. All right, Kendra Colley. Awesome. Kendra Colley wants to know. Slick. <laughs> but what people don't know is that Kendrick Colley is one of my best friends in the world, and he was a receiver at the same time you were at the uh, at Friendship, right? And it, honestly, man, with Shane Shane Stewart, the quarterback, had he had a uh, some weapons. Huh? I, I will tell you right now, he had some weapons because you know, <laughs> Kendrick played Division One. Um, well, he tried to play basketball first, first right? But could have like, played D one football right away, right away. Yeah, but. You know, he had offers like to Army and stuff like that, but he wanted to play basketball. But then he realized, I think, I don't know if he wants me to say it, but he was like, dude, he could probably play football. And he went to North Texas, and he had a freaking pretty good run there at North oh, Texas. Oh, man. Let's and, don't talk about like, that. We don't want to talk about because North Texas, I know they beat us. <laughs> but I'll tell you right now, look, Kendrick caught that one pass when North Texas beat us. And, and um, I was in the stadium because he's my one of my best friends in the world. You're one of my best friends in the world. I'm going to Tech. I want Tech to win. I wanted Kendrick to do well, but damn, it was like a clash of um, emotions. Yep. Because Kendrick catches this like a big time. It was like a third yeah. down pass to kind of keep the their their. Well, he scored alive. too. Oh, did he score? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he scored. But he got the shit knocked out of him. His helmet flew off, and he got up and he did the the, the He did this all the time at friendship. Like he stand up and just like point first down. Yeah. And I was like, "Damn, I think I don't. I think he might not live because he got the crap knocked out of him." <laughs> and I was happy, but I was sad at the same. I mean, it was weird, man. It yeah. was like, oh, "Man, what, what's going on?" But uh, anyway, Kendrick emailed in, and he goes, "This is an, this is a crazy question, too." I okay, was like, man. While you were at Tech, mm-hmm. did you ever consider transferring? 
and 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 in nowadays, right? It's different now. Yeah. But but Kendrick did. Kendrick transferred from you know playing basketball at right. one place and then went and played football at another. I don't know how that correlates. But did you ever think about man? Could I go somewhere else? Yeah, you know. Um the real answer, the truth, truthful answer is I think at some point you kind of, everybody probably looks at it and says, um, you know, what would it be like somewhere else? So did I ever think about it? Yes. Did what? Yes. Mm -hmm. Did I ever really consider it? Absolutely not. It was too easy of a situation. I think what really brought the transfer factor in play for me, um, was we went on probation. Oh, so yeah. When we, we go to bowl game yeah, your senior year. That's well, right. well, we went my senior year, but my oh. junior year we were on probation and oh, didn't see. go, and That's there right. was a cloud. Hang, we, we took a self-imposed uh, penalty. Yeah. penalty. And so it was a question of whether or not we would be, bowl, be able yeah. to go to a bowl as a senior. So had that happened, had we not been able to go to a bowl, then maybe I would have entertained it a little more seriously. But mm-hmm. I think during that whole process, you're kind of like, ooh, what would this be like? Should I transfer? Would I transfer? Where could I go? But the rules were so much different back then. Extremely you had to set different. out. Yep. But I didn't red shirt, so I had a red shirt mm-hmm. to burn. So yep. that sort of thing. But no, yep. it never. Nothing ever really got serious gotcha. about that. Um, I think the last one. Let me make sure this is the because I wanted to say this for last. Um, uh, let's see, Mark, on what I got. Uh, okay, yeah, Jeff Lillacotch, I got. Okay, yeah, I'm good. All right. The last question is probably from my number one fan. Okay, Miss Julie King. Awesome. Love you, mom. And I, I didn't want to ask you this because, you know, I don't have a clue of what's going on. And I don't have a, a – but my mom calls – Julie calls me and it's like, what? Explain to me now what's happening. And I just go, Mom, I don't know what's happening. So she sent a question in, direct email. As soon as I announced that you are going to be on the show, right? I got this email like almost immediately. Right. He goes – I want to know his thoughts on the Big 12 situation and what is would be the best scenario for Texas Tech. Love you, Donnie. And I mean, dude, I'm reading that verbatim. You can see. That's perfect. Yes. Um, love you, Julie. Yes. Uh, so, listen, it, the, this is happening, right? Like, we've lost Texas. We've lost Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, no doubt the Big 12 as we know it, is a sinking ship. I mean, I know there's a lot of people saying we need to keep the Big 12 together. We need to keep the Big 12 together. I'm not one of those people, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you listen, it's over, all right? You yeah. lost the two headliners. Yeah. And I hate that you have to put them as the headliners and you yeah. have to play second fiddle to them. But the facts are the facts, right? They're they're the reason why you go to Jones. You pay those crazy prices to yeah. get season ticket passes for those games that are on the schedule. You ain't right. paying that money to go watch Iowa State. I yep. mean, you you want to you want to see them play Texas, you want to see them play Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. They're gone. Um there's nobody close to that that good that you can bring back in and put in the Big 12. The absolute very best case scenario Which for is Texas. Mom wants to know. Yeah. Tech for Texas Tech is 100% to be the lone school in the Pac-12. The lone Texas school in the Pac-12. Well, so we represent the Lone Star State in the Pac-12. In the Pac-12. And the, my thought on so that is... T- well, could we take Oklahoma State with us? Would Oklahoma okay? State would be fine. Yeah. You want to be the only Texas school. You don't right. want TCU, TCU. You don't want Baylor. Right. And the reason for that is it gives us a recruiting advantage yep. over those school, other schools not in the SEC. Mm-hmm. And you will have a 
group of players for whatever particular reason that will be interested in playing yeah. that West Coast schedule. Yeah. West playing, yeah, playing USC, playing Oregon, yep. uh, playing Arizona State for whatever reason. And to be the team, the only school in Texas that has that option. Only so many guys can go to Texas. Only so many guys can go to Oklahoma. Only so many guys can go to uh, to A and M. So it would give Texas players an opportunity to play in a major power conference. Um, yeah. So that's the best scenario you can that's, see. That's the What's best. What's the worst scenario you can see? I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I mean, see, I, I, can I can see, see some like bad scenarios. Too, I can yeah. see like a conference that is like kind of regionally based. It's like. Tech, UTEP, Houston, TCU, Baylor, SMU, SMU that is just like, ew, right? Like, I mean, yes, are we the best of those? Yeah. But, I mean, do you want to be the biggest fish in the smallest pond? Yeah. I mean. Wow, that's a good good question. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't think you get any sort of credit nationally or recognition. I don't think you do get right. you move the needle winning that conference. Gotcha. Well, and it hurts and, basketball. And, and, and to, to for me to transition to that, the head coach at SMU is uh, Rick Dykes, mm-hmm. and he was at your wedding, Sonny Dykes. I'm, I'm sorry, Rick. Sonny yes. Dykes. Yeah, Sonny Dykes is at your wedding. Yep. And I know Sonny. I mean, I, I, I'd met him several times before, right. so he knew. So it was cool. I, I could get to talk to him. I was in your wedding, but uh, if you haven't heard the wedding episode of When Loser Tie, go back and listen because. Donnie and Lindsay's wedding, I had a legendary move, which Donnie, well, you're here from, but I called myself the Big Buck. They were married in a town called White Deer. And, um, <laughs> involved some sparklers. Maybe I was nude. Maybe I wasn't. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but one of the coolest things is that that night, after the the night before, Sonny stayed in the same hotel that we did with his with his. Uh, he was in room four. Yeah, it was room four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because that's how small town is that way. I mean, so I'm saying, like, dude, I checked into the hotel and I was like, dude, I got my key. And they were like, hey, you're room eight. I went, well, okay, what? Yeah, everybody has single digit room. You know it's a small town when that happens. And, but the night uh, the, after the wedding, Sonny was like, hey, man, I think we're going to drive down back, down back to Lubbock. You just want my room? Ty, you want my room? I was like, yeah, that's cool. I mean, Sonny was like an assistant coach somewhere or whatever. Yeah. And then I was like, dude, Tech, best, I think. But, but then I kept. Then I was like, dude, I'm best friends with Sonny Dykes. Yeah. Like, he gave me his room key. And he was like, real cool to me. And so now, like, dude, he was at Cal. I'm like, dude, Cal's so badass. And then when he's at SMU, I'm like, I love SMU. I, I do not want to compete with SMU because I love Sonny Dykes. Well, here, you want me to tell you a story about Sonny Dykes you've yes. forgotten? Yes. So, Sonny Dykes mm-hmm. was a student assistant coach for the Pounders at Friendship. Get the hell out of here! Oh, I don't remember yeah. that. Yep, okay. he coach. He he was a okay. he was a student coach, and he worked at. He would come out and work practices with Coach Dykes and Coach Black, and so yeah, he would. He was with the wide receivers and DBs. Didn't know that. Well, man. Okay, so you answered Julie's question. I think that was the most important thing. And um, man, okay, two hours and forty one minutes. Like it's like a martin scorsese film that we've done here yeah and it's but hey once but it, the thing is, you know, is like, dude i could bring up like so many more stories to just keep talking like <laughs> yeah, we, things i've talked about just popped in my we head we didn't even talk about the tag in the white pickups i know Ooh. but we brought up the white pickups <laughs> we didn't even talk that was such a great i know god almighty yeah man there's a lot of things we could talk about uh maybe we need to do a part two uh a, a sequel to to this episode but yeah we'll see how it goes D-Hart, they'll probably man, go man you, i want you to i want you to know man that this is a 
you were, you were a good, what we call in the business, this is a good get for me, like you to be on the show. You have so many good stories, such good insight. You've had such a been awesome, like uh, athletic career here in town. And, and, a, and man, it just, I'm just proud to be your friend. And I'm proud that you came on the show and be as candid as you are. And not just give me some cliche bullshit that you would give Don Williams. <laughs> um, and I love that, man. And, and you're, you're my best friend, one of my best friends forever. And I just want to thank you for coming on the show on Win, Lose, or Tie. You bet, man. Congre- Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Congratulations on this, man. And um, let's get ready for this fall, man. We're, yeah. we'll, 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 we got a standard we got to live up well, to. We got to get nationwide, man, if you're, totally you know what I mean? Or yeah. international. So where are we going to be on? What, what are we going to be yeah, broadcasting so, on this? For high school football? Yeah, so it's going to be Shallow Water Sports Network. And it'll be, yeah, it's all going to be on YouTube Live, and the goal is to keep it all free. And so, yeah, Yeah. we'll be. Love it, man. We'll be knocking it out. We'll we'll be doing that. Hopefully, I won't cuss. And uh, (laughs) I've gotten used to cussing, like, in front of a mic. I've never been used to cussing in front of a microphone. Like, it's a filter. Right. You automatically can shut it down. And now that I've done this podcast, it's kind of like, uh oh. So, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. You'll be Maybe fine. The, okay, yeah, I'll be fine. I, I, can, I can shut it down. But, man, thank you so much. Yeah, you bet. This has been an awesome time. And, folks, um, always remember you can uh, you can find me at Win, Lose, or Tie on Instagram, T-Y-E. And uh, I won't bore you with any other the, the nonsense. I mean, just we've been going for long enough. But uh, I don't know if you know how I end my podcast. But yeah, I mean, if you want to join in, you can. Okay. But, okay. But I end my podcast as I ended all of my phone calls in the 90s, as you know. <laughs> And that word is peace.